across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Miranda Sawyer's going to join us, I don't know, whenever the football finishes. <laughs> she was booked for ten, and then we got a message twenty minutes ago. She might be a little bit late. Is she watching the football? Flipping heck. Unbelievable. She's coming here to sell books. Boycott the book. No, don't. It's excellent. We'll talk about it in a bit. 0844 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. and rock and roll oh thank you i've got miranda's book there and it's upside down there we go you can see it a little bit better the thing i don't get about rock and roll right is why do they always drop the g off of things so like in the monkey song going down it's not going down it's going down with the apostrophe um the beatles i don't think the worst offenders in fact i'm struggling to think of a beatles song where they um, did that. I know that Paul McCartney's dad, when um, uh, him and John had written, well, I've heard, uh, at least he's told this story. When him and John had written "She Loves You," they they written it, wrote it in Paul McCartney's bedroom, I think, and they went downstairs and they played it. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, we call you back. Miranda Sawyer will be here at some point. Is the football finished? If it has, she's on her way. If it hasn't, well. Um, 
the, the Beatles, the, so John and Paul came downstairs and they said to Paul's dad, we've written this song. It's called, oh, what's it called? It's called She, she Loves You. Let's hear it, lads. And they played it, and, sh- and it's all the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the dad said, McCartney's dad said, mm, wouldn't it be better if it was yes, yes, yes? <laughs> That's such a dad thing to say. And do you know what? He was right. It would have been a lot better if it was She Loves You, yes, yes, yes. Why? Why? Why do they do it? And, and, ro- okay, okay, rock and roll. Okay, I get that, right? Rock and roll. I was interviewing today. Now, if anyone can help me pronounce this gentleman's name, that would be awesome. Felix Cavaliere, I'm going to say. He's the lead singer from the, um, the, the Young Rascals that then became the Rascals. And they're brilliant, right? They're brilliant. Uh, but th- they were, they never had a hit. They had one hit over here. Um, Groovin. Groovin. You see? Groovin. With an apostrophe and no G. That's why they weren't successful over here. We had uh, grammar standards. Uh, we'll play that interview out next week. Um, they're like huge hits in the States. But I think two hits, Groovin and, um, was it A Girl Like You? I think was their other hit over here. Why do bands do that? Prince is the worst offender in every sense of the word. Because he wouldn't even, he, he invented text speak. Uh, in a hundred years from now, they won't be playing Prince music, but they'll still, people will actually be talking in text speak. They'll be talking in text speak thanks to Blooming Prince. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call about text speak and Prince and oh, whatever, you can do. Here's an amazing thing. Oh, hang on a second. Uh, yes, Alan. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Alan. How are you, Bob? Mm. I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. Been a long old day. Um, but I am good. Stressful day. Stress. It's been a day full of stress. Hello? He's gone. Okay, well, that was, um, he just wanted to check how I was. And that's absolutely fine. Let's call him back just to make sure he's not, um, he's not died. Um, we can but hope. I'm joking for crying out loud. It's a joke, for goodness sakes. Ah, dearie, dearie me. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We think Alan may actually have died. Which is... <laughs> which is how these things sometimes work. Um, an amazing thing happened to me today, which I will kind of... I will go into detail in a little bit. Because I think our guest might have arrived. Flipping heck. Outrageous behaviour. Has the football finished then? She can come in, of course she can come in. And she's going to get a right royal rollicking on air for being uh, unbelie- unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, exactly, it's locked. The joke's on you, Sawyer, the joke's on you. <laughs> Enjoy the football. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Not really hey, it's nice to see you, nice to meet you. Yeah, so, I tell you what I'll do, we'll, we'll play some ads and you can, you can get settled and stuff sure. like that. So let's have some ads. Oh, and there's no music. Miranda Sawyer is here. <laughs> so L- I am. Late. You don't need the headphones if you want. No, we, I don't we, want the headphones. They make my ears feel a bit hot. Yeah, and they're, they're very low quality headphones here. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't want Very low quality. Um, I, I th- is, uh, is Miranda's microphone working? Because some, sometimes the microphones don't work. You need to get quite close to these okay. ones. Okay, I'm there. There is we that go. Better? Yeah, we're in. Perfect. All right. Um, late because of the football. Yes, kind of because, yeah, because of the football. And also, well, it was also just one of those parent things where yeah. my husband was out and I had to wait till he came in and yeah. then I left, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
it was normal. primarily the football. But Come it was on. the football. Don't, don't, don't put it down on the... On okay. the... It was the football. <laughs> I was watching the football, supporting Germany with my 10-year-old son, yeah. also supporting Germany. So it was kind of a traumatic evening, and I was quite glad to leave. Yeah. So he I was, kind he of was left... probably upset, you were saying. He was really upset, um, because the penalty was a slightly iffy decision. I know, I realise I'm talking kind of... I don't know what you know, you're... kind of a weird language to you. And, uh, and Germany had been pressing earlier. They'd been pressing. That's... Okay, yes. They'd been pressing and it looked like they might score. Yes. And then, um, and then they... The penalty was given and that went, uh, France's way. And then, basically, they scored another one and he started punching, uh, wow. cushions and wow. crying. And I thought that was a really bad <laughs> mumming decision and that, that was wrong. It, but, no, but I, I, we were saying off it, it that isn't, that's kind of a nice thing. Yeah, right, he's miserable and he's heartbroken <laughs> and you've destroyed his dreams. Yeah, but you know. Good to learn at the age of ten. Yeah. But also, that's kind of a nice thing, letting your kids stay up and watch Yeah, and he's got sports and... day tomorrow, so he'll be knackered for that. And then, so, so if he, you know, if he runs really badly, then it's yeah. fine. He can just say, well, I stayed up and watched the football and that's it fine. It turns out losing is cool anyway. Yes, that's fine. Because yeah, my yeah. favourite team's... Now, listen, we should, let's, let's address, there is, there's a tiny elephant in the room. Yes, it is very small. What it's, is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I see it not. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like a huge fan of yours. I, I think you're absolutely brilliant. I thought you were brilliant for years and I, I love your column as well. And then you wrote, uh, we, you wrote about me. I did. But you were quite rude about me the first time. Yeah. The first time. Because I misinterpreted. I and then you very sweetly said, you <laughs> der brain. Well, you didn't. You said it in a really nice way. I, I, I you felt said, terrible. No, but it, it's because, you know, I'll give you exactly what happened. Yeah. So, when I was writing this review, I thought, well, I'll, I should review Ian Lee because he's good and da-da. And I listened <laughs> to your show whilst my child was really quite yeah, young yeah. like the, the, the stage where you look around and you think where where is the baby gone and it's like stuck underneath yeah. the sofa that kind of time which is quite a stressful time and not an ideal time to do radio reviewing because your head's full of kind of cotton wool and it's kind of really noisy so i listened to it and i kind of just didn't, didn't listen to it yeah. properly and i thought you were being really rude to someone who was it was it? tommy boyd oh my god so i thought you were being really yeah, rude to Tommy Boyd. and then and so i said that's <laughs> just really mean and of course <laughs> you weren't you but that was a joke we were doing so the I thing was like, I, you were doing a thing and i just tuned in and thought why is that nice man being so rude <laughs> to the other nice man i don't understand <laughs> and then you very sweetly said it was a joke and i listened to it properly and i thought oh that is really bad Never but, but but thank you but no but thank you for because I, I i wouldn't normally written but i'm such a fan uh for kind of you know not going oh sod off i've written it you're, you're horrible go away yeah. and you reconsidered and i appreciate it and then i saw you shortly after in the science museum and i was with uh i had my kids and you were, and i was i couldn't go and say hello yeah yeah don't blame you no. i'm really intimidating yeah you are yeah, this yeah is, i'm really rude to this people. is the thing yeah now the book there it is. <laughs> you've got you've got a, a, a new ver you, you, the oldie version. Shall I show you this? One? Oh, yeah, go on. Is there a new version? Well, yeah, you've got the brightly neon coloured pink and green yeah. one. And I, you see, look, m much oh, more sober. Much more serious. Look at that. Yeah, like so, like that's red and black, which was supposedly I don't know. Well, we changed it anyway, so it's I suppose less girly. And then I'm sorry for this football reference. Oh. I showed it to my son and husband, and they went, "Ooh, Man United." Oh, so which was completely subliminal. So is that go. gonna? And there's a you got a picture on the back of yours. Look yeah, that. look at that. Look at that. There we see? go, look. F uh, all wrinkles and everything, see? To <laughs> prove that I am middle-aged. <laughs> it's a good book. I loved it. It kind of touches on a few things that we've talked about on the show before, about yeah. um, uh, just getting to a certain point. Well, midlife crisis is the shorthand for it. Yeah. But getting to a certain point in your life where you kind of think, what's this all about then? Yeah. And there's not that you... The, the, I love the death maths yeah. at the beginning. <laughs> it's a bit glum, isn't it? Oh, it's what, what a miserable but brilliant start. <laughs> thing where you start working out how much longer you, you've got if, yeah. if the wind's blowing in your direction yeah and i yeah i mean when i kind of started considering that it was because it was because of kids actually so i had my daughter really late i had her when i was 
43 nearly 44 and that's absolutely brilliant what a privilege yeah. to have you know a child and da, 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 and she's healthy and great and she's a really good baby and i just started doing you know extending her life out as yeah. you would do so 18 at least you know they've got to be in in uh in, in education and then you know she went to university i mean that'd be whacking right in right into my 60s yeah yeah thing. and i was thinking a you know how will i have the energy b how will we afford it yeah and also if you live in london they never leave kids do they what am i gonna do? i mean i'm just gonna have to kick them out and go into an old age Oh, peace home. And I started just working out. Basically, it's awful thing to say, but basically, when you're likely to die and yeah. counting back and how much life you've got left, yeah. and it's that weird realization where you know pretty much certain you're prob- you're over halfway. And what does that mean? You know, because all that thing, you know, there's that element in everybody, and it's a completely natural element, and there's nothing wrong with it. To think that we've all got potential, you know, we've yeah. got potential, and you know, there's a midlife. There's a point where you think. Well, you know, maybe you should have realised some of that potential. You know, you, you don't have that much potential. It is, um, the thing is as well, it's really common, because uh, around about 39, 40, I started getting wobbly. Yeah. I've always been quite wobbly, but I was getting, like, super wobbly and, and thinking, oh, God, what, what, is this it? What have I... Yeah, is uh, this it is a really classic thing. It is, it? isn't it? Yeah. And I, and I spoke to, um, I spoke to my doctor about it, and I spoke to a couple of friends about it, and they all said, it's actually, it's really common... But it doesn't get talked about. It's it, it, what you don't do in the book is you don't do the jokey midlife crisis. Mm. It's all, uh, you know, the the Harley Davidsons and the sixteen year old girlfriends, that kind of thing. You yeah. treat it properly because it is a proper. Yeah, thing. but it's also I was going through it. So if you're going through it, you kind of you know do this exactly what you're doing. You're talking to people about it, or you try and read read some literature. And and what happened when it was first kind of defined? The words midlife crisis were invented by this uh, psychotherapist, Canadian Canadian one, and he it was like the 65 he did it and it was because he was talking to high achieving individuals and they were of course men you know Mm. so it's been a very male skew on it for a really long time and the classic thing is because you're feeling down in your in your mid midlife you think i've done it wrong which is a classic feeling and you think okay i've done it wrong now i'm going to cast it aside and do it right Mm. so you cast aside everything and start doing you know buying a sports car and going out with somebody younger and you know that wasn't quite what my midlife crisis yeah. felt like. It felt really like I'd done it all wrong, but I didn't want to leave my husband, yeah. and I didn't want to kind of fast car. So then you're left with, well, what do I read? What do I, what do I consult? Because everything's just really jokey about it. It's, you know, I'd find books, and there were loads and loads of jokey books, and they were all about, ooh, trousers with the elasticated waistband, yeah. stuff that just didn't make sense to me, really. What it, it, you talk about regrets as well, and, yeah. and kind of missed opportunities. Um, and there's, but there's nothing you can, one can do about that, is there? You just sort of... How do you accept that you've well, you can't, messed you, up? Yeah, you know, and we all mess up. We all I mess up. I suppose that you, you think everybody messes yeah. up. I mean, you, you look around at people and you think, oh, they made completely the right decision. Look at... Their house is amazing and this, they seem to have done this all right. But, of course, everybody misses yeah, opportunities. Yeah. It's just that you know the ones that you've definitely missed. Mm. So, you know, I've had things like really good book deals and I just couldn't deliver the book, you know, and I had to hand the money back. And mm. Or I'm not particularly great at recognizing opportunities so somebody would say oh why don't you try this and i think oh that's not for me and then somebody else would do it and think oh that was really great why didn't i say yes and then obviously as you get older you don't offer you're not offered quite so many opportunities yeah, yeah. and so you know all this these kind of weird principles or fears that you had when you were younger you know you you have fewer weird yeah. principles and fewer fears maybe when you're older and you can't but nobody's giving you those opportunities when when I, in my 20s kind of my mid-20s when when things you know work started happening mm. and stuff i i naively thought oh this will always be like yeah. this i will always be earning thousands of pounds two two of the worst decisions i ever made right 
and it, they reminded me, I was reminded of them when I read this, was I was asked to host Have I Got News For You, and I turned it down, because I was terrified. I yeah. thought, they're going to catch me terrifying. out as a fraud. Yeah. Of course. And it was, and now, and I think, oh, they'll ask me again. Of course they never did. And I walked out of, the week before it, it went on air, it was such a bad decision. I walked out of the last series of the 11 o'clock show, because it was awful, and we did a pilot, and I said mm. it was awful. And I walked away from a fortune, because I was principled. Uh, and I thought, this is beneath me. I'm not mm. going to, I don't need to do this. And I look back now and think, yeah, that would have that would have bought me a house yep. and the career <laughs> opportunities that would have you know, all of that stuff. Yes. But you don't raise because also it is fear. A lot of it's fear. Fear. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I was asked to go on Have I Got News for You one time and said no for the, exactly the same reason and never been you know never been asked again. I think I still would say no actually. But but those kind of things that which are. When you are young and you have those weird principles which are to do with, you know, ooh, it's a bit tabloidy or, yeah, ooh, yeah. you know, they want to take photographs of me in rubbish clothes, you know, doing things that I wouldn't normally do. Um, they're all just fear because actually yeah. it doesn't matter. Nobody cares that much. Yeah. Nobody cares. You know, if you're dressing, if you're dressed really badly, nobody really cares. But you care and you get really scared that people are going to judge you in that way. What was, uh, tangent slightly, what was mm. Smash Hits like? Oh, Smash Hits was brilliant. That's you, completely great. <laughs> you, you got you got the job just by blagging it, didn't you? Well, kind of. I mean, what happened was, so I did a law degree at university. I was really unhappy, and I didn't want to be a lawyer. Yeah. So I was going to go travelling, and uh, because I had no idea what to do, and I saw an advert in the Monday's Media Guardian. I was going to see my mum, so I bought a newspaper, which I never normally did, and they had an <laughs> advert in there, and it said, Pop Writer for Smash Hits. Wow. Rock and Roll Ain't no- Noise Pollution. I, that's all I read. You know, you know, despite being meant to be studying law, I just read Smash Hits. I was obsessed yeah. by it. And so I wrote a letter and, you know, I wrote it by hand in the style of Smash Hits. And then I, I, f- I knew someone who had an Amstrad and I very carefully kind of typed it out. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> and sent it in. And they interviewed me. And what I think now is it's amazing they actually yeah. found the letter. Because that, that, you know, the, the actual office was just a dump. But anyway, they read the letter. And I had the interview, and I got the job because uh, during the interview, <laughs> Barry McElhenney, who was the editor at the time, kept holding up other uh, other magazines, going, "What do you think of this?" And I was going, "I don't read them; I only read Smash <laughs> <laughs> Really tragic. And then he said, "Okay, well, Elton John's number one. Uh, should we put him on the cover?" And I went, "No way! You should put Brother Beyond on the cover." Wow! And they just put Brother Beyond for the first time on the cover, so I got the job. But the uh, people who were applying at the same time around that time for that job, I subsequently discovered, were David Quantic, who wow. is an amazing yeah, writer. Yeah, of wrote, you know, wrote for Veep and is just a fantastic writer. And Jim Moyer, who is Vic Reeves. Blimey! And they turned wow. him down because they thought he was a bit mad. <laughs> 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 and the thing is, I I was guilty at the time of of, of being very sniffy about smash hits because oh, it was such a, a great publication. Well, you this were is wrong. the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know I was wrong. Totally. Looking back on it, it was it was hilarious and actually Brilliant. very naughty and subversive. And also, kind of uh, underlying it was a kind of principle, I suppose. Really, and yeah. the principle was like, you know, if you wrote for the enemy and the enemy was great at the at the time as well, you had an idea that what you had to do was kind of unpick the music and understand the music made, and describe the music, shimmering shards and stuff. Yeah, and and then talk to the to the people who made the music but in smash it's the music was just taken you, mm. we knew the music that we liked and we put up the you know we had posters with the with the words on it but we didn't have to analyze the music we just knew the music was great yeah, yeah. so then that was kind of almost put to the side and then it was like the people and if you think if somebody's a great pop star and anybody can be a great pop star kylie's a great pop star although she's really dull and boy george is a great pop star although he's really interesting you yeah. know you don't, there's yeah, lots yeah. of different ways of being a brilliant pop star you just do an interview and what you wanted to do was show the reader how brilliant mm. or how awful or how hilarious this pop star was so it was like you were 
it wasn't like you were on the pop star side. It's like you're on the reader side, yeah. And you wanted to, you know, it's like a kind of they're hilarious. You know, I mean, a friend of mine, Sylvia Patterson, has who works at Smash It's the same time as me, is a really great book out now. And she just she was at Smash It's longer than me, and she was really important to Smash It's. And all the interviews that she did were just amazing. She would go on a roller coaster with the Beastie Boys and discover that Adrock was really scared. <laughs> <laughs> just things like that, you know. I mean, I still remember them, you know. And that's the beauty of the. the I, was, I was speaking to Will Store the other day um because he uh, i think it was loaded he he, he worked yeah. at and i it, it's sad that that whole generation of magazines has is died yeah. now there isn't the money in it Every, first of all there's the huffington post and stuff and everybody wants everything for free yeah and there isn't the money in you know to go off and and go on a roller coaster of the beastie boys or go to the to go to america to hang out with whoever it might be no it's changing also the attitude has changed so what's happened what kind of happened towards the end of the 90s and into the 2000s things became brands and people became brands. Mm. And then once you've got social media, then you can control your brand through Instagram or Twitter yeah. or whatever. And you need journalists less and people get more and more protected. So it's quite hard to get a decent mm. time with somebody. And you're kind of people are more suspicious. Even there's a really brilliant bit in Sylvia's book about the Beckhams. And the Beckhams are actually quite good interviews. They used to be, you know, I interviewed the Spice Girls a few times and you just sit down, they do the interview. That's yeah, the, yeah. Do the job. And Sylvia interviewed David Beckham for the face. Uh, as I remember, and she did a really brilliant interview with him. And now she she describes this time when she does an interview and they're launching a perfume, and they just don't speak to anyone. They just you, you're just required to be at a dinner. They turn up at a press conference and say like you know something really boring, and that's it. And that's it. That's it. There's no interview. There's nothing fun about it. It's just quite sad. And is that that's to that's to protect them? Is yeah, it? That's so they're, in, they're they in control, control of everything. Yeah, because they've got you know loads and loads and loads more. PRs around them. I mean, yeah. it's interesting. What I find now is that the people who are more, more, more interesting to interview really are artists. So fine artists have got loads of mad ideas, and they're yeah. all and they're all really interesting. And they don't have loads and loads of PRs. They might have assistants or someone. But if you if you're going to interview a fine artist, yeah. they say that you you find out the time, and then they do the interview. And it's fine. It lasts for an hour or it lasts for two hours or you go and see their work or you get, you know, not now, but I used to get drunk with them or whatever. Yeah. And, and it would be a really interesting interview, but that doesn't really happen with pop stars anymore. Mm. Going back to your book, Out of Time, I tell you what I found really interesting was your honesty about, you're talking about drinking and about mm. kind of drugs and about what a lot of people do in their 20s and 30s. You know, that doesn't get, that doesn't seem to get talked about very often, obviously, because, you know, people have got, want to protect reputations mm. or, the, you know, whatever. But I thought that was just a nice, honest... Yeah, I think it's possibly easier to talk about it in retrospect. If yeah. I was still off my head all the time, I'd yeah, yeah. probably be less likely to write about it. But also because it was part of the, part of the era. So there's a time when I, want, I wanted to write about what it was like, uh, to be y young you know in your 20s during the 90s because that was a time when a lot of alternative culture became mainstream mm. so comedy and music but even fashion like kate moss and uh irving welsh uh train spotting yeah. and they suddenly it all came into the into the middle and everybody liked it like the tabloids loved Britpop, you know and and Kate Moss and the Primrose Hill set and all these kind of things. Oh, it was an exciting, it was a it was genuinely really exciting, exciting and you time. felt like you'd really won. But part of that, a part of that feeling of, of kind of winning and going out was that you were out all the time and you were kind of off your head quite a lot yeah. of the time. And what's interesting about it is if you were part of that generation, and I don't just mean people in London, that was a massive thing that went right across the country, yeah. especially with Oasis, then how does that affect you when you're in your 40s? Mm. Because I think the big difference between me and, all, you know, uh, and a lot of my friends is that the difference between people who kind of stopped 
drinking a lot and taking a lot of drugs and the people who've kind of carried on and i've got no moral problem with it it's yeah. just that it's really hard to spend a lot of time with somebody if they're getting trashed and you're not so there's a kind of weird divide yeah. amongst your friends the people that you still really love but they get trashed and you don't get so trashed yeah and that's quite, quite a weird divide that i didn't really expect and also there's kind of evidence that um that that particular generation and a little bit older what they call an aging cohort <laughs> oh, gosh. i know have got there's a problem with drugs and yeah. drink so the amount of people that have taken cocaine who were like in their 40s has gone really gone up a lot and a quarter of all admissions to hospital on drink and drugs problems uh are emergencies are in their 40s really yeah why, why is that is that just because they've, they've carried on or is yeah, it because of money some people have carried on so it's like a belief in it you know so if yeah. you think about adverts when we were younger like think about like chinzano or heineken or all you know all those kind of adverts yeah baby sham yeah <laughs> those episodes were like sham. it was kind of something fun about it wasn't yeah it? yeah very and it was much quite so. like seductive and then when you went to if you then went through uh rave then there was a kind of obviously ecstasy involved and then if you went on to Britpop or oasis it was quite you know get off you know, they talked about you know cigarettes and alcohol that's what it was about so if that's your your method of getting enjoyment that's quite hard to give up because also yeah. in the end you're giving up your youth aren't you if you can't handle it yeah, you're giving yeah. that up and then there's a whole lot of people who have done you know maybe made more sensible decisions and did do a proper career and then ended up in their 40s with the kind of you know family and a great house and a great career and thought i've missed out i didn't do that bit that everybody's yeah. done and then i've met a couple of people like that and then they think okay what i'll do is i'll you know go try ecstasy and or you know cocaine and then they end up with terrible habits <laughs> which is There's just a nightmare <laughs> do, you, do you watch portlandia have you seen portlandia no, i haven't seen oh, it. it's brilliant it's this sketch show right and there's and they they, they play the, this, this couple play all these characters and there's there's what the couple of characters they do they're this very straight white middle class middle-aged couple and they get all their friends around they say right guys we've decided we are gonna try drugs for the first time <laughs> and and they warn everybody and they they take drugs but then the husband has a sign on that says if i'm acting strange it's because i've taken some drugs for the first time <laughs> and they go out and they and they and they're not being strange so at all brilliant. they put like a road cone on their head and yeah. you know they don't do it and it's it's just so brilliantly um there must be people in their 40s and 50s who do think that they've missed out on yeah and maybe they have being who knows? young whatever that means you know yeah oh yeah exactly i think i just think that time particularly was wrapped around quite a lot of 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 drugs and there is evidence to say that uh, people in their tw and there's loads of people who take drugs now and get drunk of course yeah. but there's there's evidence to suggest that a lot of people in their 20s remain more sober than yeah. we did yeah yeah and and uh, you know so it just is a fact that that more li you're more likely to be sober in your 20s than we were really i have to say we're not of course encouraging you to go out and try drugs kids you know? no I mean, no i, I would i mean no i actually genuinely am not because i yeah. kind of think it, it's great but there are other ways of getting off your head really. yeah 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 it's like a shortcut to joy and actually there's yeah. other ways of being oh joyful. yeah it's, it's not it's not um you know kind of the spiritual journey it's it's uh it's uh it's joy, joy in a pill yes, yes exactly it's just really like, don't, don't go out and do drugs kids just because of two old yeah. farts sitting here talking no really don't uh, is it different for women do you think yeah i do definitely in what way well there's two there's different ways a lot of the books are written by men and for men for a start and when the, they started writing books for women mm. um women are in a different position than they are now so uh they weren't working so what you there's a, some great books around in the early 80s but they assume that women 
uh, will get married young, have the kids, and not don't and don't work yeah. or even consider work until the kids have left home. So they're midlife crisis because the kids have left home and they are qualified for nothing yeah. other than cleaning the house. And so they're like, "What do I do now?" And they think they might want to go and get a job. And their husbands literally say, "No, you've got to stay home and cook for me." There's <laughs> yeah. a brilliant bloke, incredible, yeah, a brilliant bloke who wrote these. Uh, midlife books he's a pastor from america called jim conway and he wrote really quite good books about midlife crisis of men and then he st- and then he wrote another one with his wife about the midlife crisis of women i can't remember her, her name was helen i think and she and so they write this book and he's a pastor so his working time is like saturdays and sundays really and he has mondays off anyway he starts having a bad time midlife crisis and she's got a job monday to friday as mm. a teacher and basically he just says so she gave up her job so she could spend time with me and nurse me through my midlife crisis wow yeah that's what was expected and they had like wow. courses for women yeah. in middle age in new york about midlife crisis but it was how you should help your husband, help your husband. through the <laughs> midlife crisis and they were all on valium of course so it's changed because it's changed because women are now make up half the workforce yeah. so that is just changed so you're coping and you know i think if you want to work it's much better i enjoy working so if you are coping with work as well as kind of domestic things and i think that men obviously can cope with domestic things as well but there's also a difference because women hit their earning power the top of their peak of their earning power is average age is 34 and for men it's 50 so and the reason that is is caring so either you're having kids and caring for them or parents so there's a bit of time in women's lives in the middle when they're quite likely to be caring. And I kind of looked at uh, lots of um, kind of, you know, rock and roll role models for me, which yeah. are people like Viv Albertine and, and Debbie Harry and Oh, we've had Kim Viv on. Is, isn't, isn't Viv's She's book just incredible? Oh, it's the best book ever. I fell in love with her when I read but that book. But there's a bit in the middle where she just re- doesn't retire, but it's like she's kind of in the countryside yeah. caring, you yeah. know, and, and then she comes back. Yeah, and yeah. that happens to all, you know, like Kim Gordon, it happened to Debbie Harry, she was looking after an ill partner, Patty Smith. There's a point in a woman's life where you actually, you take a step back because you're doing some care basically mm. and so there's a difference to it and there's also i mean there's a, there's i think there's kind of a that, you know not to kind of diss my book where i think there's a gap in my book but it's because it's such a big thing i couldn't put it in and that is if you're a woman and you want to and you want to have kids and you don't have kids that's when you will it will hit you as in middle age because you become at a, you know you hit a point where you can't have kids yeah and if you haven't got them that's and of course, the, the obvious difference <laughs> between men is that if you hit middle age you've not got kids well you, you, you can go and get kids somewhere yeah exactly, yes, yeah, exactly. so that's but uh, that's such a big subject that i thought i can't just do that in a chapter <laughs> you know hey never mind you know never mind you didn't have kids so you know tough then you, know, you can't do that in a chapter it's too big yeah. do you know what i mean so i didn't kind of cover that the the book um you're writing it as you're going through it yeah so it's which is <laughs> and you can hear you kind of you, you, in fact you, you you blatantly do you 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 admit that you're struggling with some of the ideas and concepts as mm. you're doing it if you wrote it now would it be it would be different wouldn't it would it well yeah be- well because it's the writing is the thing isn't it yeah. so you if you're having a tough time there are various ways of getting through it but one of the ways that i get through it's just to write stuff down you know yeah. and then even if it's awful i mean a lot of the stuff that i wrote i just think oh god i can never look at that again it's appalling but you know just write stuff down and you know you know, if you're a musician, I imagine you go away and write a song or play a guitar or something. I can't do that. I just kind of write a yeah. bit. And so that helped. I think it just helps shape your what you're thinking, doesn't it? Mm. So, you know, talking to people helps, doesn't it? If, you, if you've got th- loads of ideas swirling around your head, if you actually bother to talk to people about it, you kind of work a way through or they say something, you think, yeah, of course. Yeah. And that, so the writing of it really helped me. And I also think kind of slightly coming through, you know, I'm coming out of my 40s now and... Uh, 
through researching the book and you know getting my way out of it i kind of feel better really it passes as well doesn't it yeah. for, I, I imagine for for most people it is um I was speaking to the psychiatrist about yeah. it and he said it's normal and it's temporary for yeah. most people it's temporary yeah because you can't be in a panic for the whole of your life yeah. because it's just too well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you can but you know you can't it's because you you can be i was rigid with panic with it and yeah. you can't actually operate so you have to do something to, so that you can operate. Yeah. Really. Um, what are you listening to on the radio at the moment? Well, lots of things, I suppose. I've got a bit... I'm a bit sick of people talking about politics. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I know. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, wait, so no, I, I've just of... switched to kind of... You know American podcasts where they're all really like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I get that. That's so interesting. And so I listen to a bit of those because it's just way with the fairies compared British to British radio is so... This is, this is, you know, this is what this show is trying to be different to all the other nighttime mm. shows because it is all immigration and mm. refugees and Jeremy Corbyn and then yeah. we go and, and all... And it's just... It's everywhere. It's so boring. It, it's and boring I, and slight and depressing. Yeah, yes <laughs> really depressing because also there's a f it's one of the things that i kind of feel about the book as well is that if you if you're in a situation if you're like say you live in london mm. and the houses are cost whatever they cost they cost ridiculous amounts yeah. of money so i panicked about the fact that we don't have a garden right uh and we're unlikely to get a garden because we're a bit old now and we're freelance and no one's going to give us 200 grand to get a garden which is what you need to, you know to move into a house in london and I was panicking about that. And then I just thought, that's not my fault. Yeah. You know, the, the house prices are not my fault, really. I have done nothing to encourage these houses yeah. going up like that. And there's certain things that you can't do anything about. And politics, generally, I mean, you know, vote. I voted. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't turn out for you. And then if it doesn't turn out for you, there's not that much you can do. No, there's not. Uh, and I, I, I voted to stay. And I kind of think we should uh, we should do what the referendum said. Yeah, you know, exactly. Said, I agree. And, 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 and then someone had a go at me on Twitter for saying, well, that's a strange attitude to have to, uh, to a flawed referendum well you know but all of radio is talking about it and british radio <laughs> seems in, i'm such a i'm such a radio geek which is why i yeah. love your column because because it'll be stuff that i've heard or stuff that i've never heard i think oh i'll check that out and british radio is it is really dull a lot of it there are gems hidden around yeah, yeah. and there are some real gems hidden around i mean radio 4 at the moment is flying the flag i think yeah. for for doing stuff that's different and is you know but um the speech radio is is it's pretty much dull isn't it yeah i think so i think some people I think james o'brien james o'brien really he's yeah. amazing but like yeah i think a lot of it is dull, but also it's kind of soaks everything up really quickly yeah. is the problem so if you have a normal conversation with your friends there's quite a lot of things you might cover yeah. you know you know but they just it just g bangs through all the topics yeah. that in the papers and uh, and if you if you have you know the twitter feed or the facebook feed that i have i've already read all that stuff it just does my head in you yeah. have to come off social media because i'm so bored with it and then you switch on the radio and it's the same stuff yeah it's just too much i quite it? like um uh listening to ferrari as well oh he's amazing he's brilliant isn't he yeah he's amazing and, and again people say well why why would you want to listen to a right-wing old so-and-so because he's good because he's, he's brilliant <laughs> he's really he's good. a master at it yeah. and it also i think it's healthy to listen to people that i completely disagree yeah, with you know because it challenges what i think sometimes i change my opinion by hearing someone else's view you know, and also but, he challenges people so he gets yeah. people on and they might be somebody that he agrees with or they might be somebody he doesn't but he just always pushes oh, you know, apart from boris johnson those interviews were embarrassing yeah boris well they, they were just making love on the radio yeah what's funny about that uh, like kind of lbc in general is they get them all don't they they yeah. like they've had clegg they've got go oh, farage is doing a show now yeah you know farage is filling in for yeah. hopkins on there uh, 
<laughs> I know. I mean, it's we, when when Hopkins was was c- covering um, a late night show, we would play Katie Hopkins bingo, and we go right. What do you think she's talking about now? Let's go and listen to her. <laughs> yeah, just check. We were gen- generally right. I now I'm kind of quite late coming to podcasts mm. because. There are just so many of them. Yeah, it's, they're it, quite it, hard and to it's get like, through. It's like saying, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into rock music." <laughs> you know, it's just. It's, but also, the, the thing about rock music, you kind of do it chronologically. With yeah. podcasts, you just have to go. I don't know. And so I tend to. I, I, I started listening to Adam Buxton's, which is brilliant, because yeah, he asked me to go on there. Um, Richard Herring's, I've, I've, yeah, I've listened great. to, uh, and I don't know where else. To well, go. it depends what you want because those ones really are lengthy interviews. Yeah, they lengthy interviews with funny people. Yeah, and there are obviously an American version of that that is uh, WTF with Mark I keep Maron. Hearing about this, yeah, I need so to it's check good. It's, there's so many of them right. that I find them a bit. And also, you ha- need to be a bit of a an, um, an American comedy geek, which I'm right. not. Okay, I know lots of people are, but I'm less so. Um, but they're, the ones I like are actually not like that. So they're the ones that are a bit like kind of. They're a bit Radio 4 I suppose, really. So 99% Invisible will just... The idea of that is, obviously, that, that, that if you look at stuff, most of the stuff you don't... is beneath the surface and you don't know about yeah. it. And they'll talk about anything. They did a brilliant um, programme about uh, pool halls, which is, like, you know, nothing. And then they just examined how many pool halls there used to be. I mean, there used to be, like, you know, more than branches of McDonald's there are wow. now. I mean, just amazing. But all the balls are made out of ivory. Are they? So they were then. They were, okay. So wow. They, they were made out of ivory, so they were, and you could only, you know, if you had to, went over to Africa to get a tusk yes. to make the balls, you could only, at the most, get three out of out per a tusk. tusk. So they were just Flipping killing egg. elephants like you wouldn't believe. I mean, appalling. Well, so, you're so appalling. I mean, just appalling. It's, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's a fun game. It's, be- <laughs> it's better with the original tusk balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they were doing that, and then, you know, they just realised wow. that actually they were going to kill all the elephants and there was no more ivory left. And this was not very good. So they kind of put out a competition saying, you know, can somebody come up with a new substance? And that's one of the reasons why plastic was made. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just stuff like that. It's just amazing. I love stuff like that. It's amazing. You would love that show. What's it called? It's called 99% Invisible. Right. It's just completely brilliant. You would absolutely love it. I'm going to have some of that. And what? then there's another one called Love and Radio. Love yeah. plus radio. And what that is, is really odd. So it will... It, what it always does is it takes a story and somebody's talking and you think, yeah, I know this story. It'll be something like, hey, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm like a sex chat person. And Ooh. you think, oh, I know these kind of stories. Yeah. And it'll end up, you know, you know, something a bit weird. And it just, at some point, it just always goes off on a tangent. You're like, yeah. oh, my God, that's not what I thought was going to oh, happen really? at all. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I would really oh, I'm going that. through a massive documentary. Fa- I'm just, just, yeah. just buying doc. Have you seen The Imposter? No. Oh, man, what's the, <laughs> it's, it's one of the, it's, it's this amazing story. We've got one of the people from it on next week about this, this American family and their 14 year old son goes yeah. missing, right? And disappears for three years. Oh, Jesus. And then, I know. And then this Spanish, this French guy in Spain is a man and a grown man. He pretends to be their son oh. and he meets them and they look at him and go, it's so great to have you back. No way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he lives with them. It is insane. <laughs> it's insane. It is such a good film. I'm, I'm kind of digging those at the moment. Yeah, Do well, you... that's the kind of thing you would love. All there's a lot of American podcasts like that. I'll, I, will, I will. I will check yeah, you it like out. Them. I will. Well, I will like them. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, you don't do a podcast, do you? No, I did one ages ago for the Guardian, uh, which was a family podcast. But then they decided, you know, because all newspapers go in a huge yeah, yeah. harbour things, so they decided they didn't want podcasts. They wanted video stuff, and then I think. They still want video stuff, but maybe not the video stuff that people I know do. Anyway, so 
No, I haven't got. In short, no, I haven't got. It's, a it's a weird one because no, hardly anyone, apart from a very few exceptions, have worked out how to monetize podcasts. Well, it's difficult here, yeah. I think, because of the, basically because of the BBC. So the BBC, the top podcasts in Britain are things like Desert Island Discs or oh. or Mark Modes and Simon yeah, Mayer yeah. films or, or those kind of things. So it's quite hard to. Yeah, it's impossible to make money out of it. All you can do is get a sponsor, which people do yeah. normally, and all podcasts have the same sponsor. So it's Squarespace. I can just list them all because I'm listening to so many you know they just have the same kind of certain podcasts have certain sponsors and um and uh and then in britain it's just there's not that there's not a kind of infrastructure mm. in america there's more of an infrastructure is it going to happen <laughs> do you think or is it is it that thing of we want everything for free again we want our journalism for free our, our music for free and our podcasts well the, what yes i agree but generally what happens if it, is if it's a good podcast at a certain point like kind of say they've got a series of 10 about you know uh, uh, 10 episodes about the fourth episode they go would you mind giving a little bit of money okay, and people yeah. will give a bit yeah or the other thing that's quite interesting is that people who build up a a big following they do a tour it's a bit like being a you know, they, so they yeah. do like live tours you know and that maybe makes a little bit of money and yeah and they sell tickets off the back of the yeah. podcast and blah, 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 blah. yeah so maybe but it, yeah you're never going to make much money out of podcasts. i'm worried that we've made your book sound depressing because it's not <laughs> it is in places <laughs> there is a bit that's been depressing but then it cheers up by the end <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what i was sat i, I think i might have tweeted you this i was um i i, I had this to read um when my mum got very ill and um they basically told me she was dying. Yeah. She's not. And they fixed her. They fixed her. They fixed her. But I kept the, the doctors kept saying, "Now, uh, Mr. Lee, what would um, you need to decide what you'd like if um, your mum needs to be resuscitated?" And I thought they just asked that as a thing, as a, as a course. You know, I thought, I thought, okay, right. Well, I know, I can know the answer to that. Why are they asking me? And then a doctor took me into a room when, once she'd gone to intensive care, and um, she was sat there, and I was joking with her, and she, she said, "I don't think you understand. Your mother's dying." I was like, "Oh my god, oh, Jesus!" <laughs> They fixed her. They fixed her. I got a call that night. They said, we think we've worked out what it is. Can we operate? And I went, yeah, you go for your life. But I was reading this. <laughs> I love it. Doing your death maths. I was doing my death maths. I think, well, she's got about three hours, the way this is going. And it was, and I was sat next to her in the hospital, and I was trying to take my, and I was reading this, and it was one, at one of the heavier <laughs> moments points when you're, you're going, what is it all about? What is, what is the point I'm of it? I'm very sorry. No, no, don't. It was, it was, you, you know. You straight to the ending where there were three, you know, uplifting bits. But it is, it's sobering, and it's weird. It's, it's weird because we don't talk about it, and we, we do a bit on this show. I always think that we should have, um, and I don't know how you'd implement it, but like death lessons in in yeah. school, the kids should be taught. Oh, there are there are ca- cafes, there are death cafes. Yeah, and what are people, these? Well, there's there's one in East London. I've, I think I might go and have a look. But it's yeah. basically somebody who just says you should talk about death a bit. More. Yeah, yeah. Because people did used to talk about death, like in the Victorian times, they were mad on death. You know, they would have like they would have meals uh, uh, their, at their loved ones' graves. So they would wow. like <laughs> that's, put a that's little quite table charming. on the top of their grave and have you know have a little chat while they were eating their picnic um and you can go there is a cafe in east london which i discovered after i'd r- written the book that you can go along to and, p- and they just talk about you can just talk about death and i think it's good because a-, a from the practical side i wouldn't have a clue how to arrange a funeral wouldn't have a clue on the practical yeah. side of it but also it, it, it's gonna happen i have my four-year-old on uh, uh, picking him up from school today and he mm-hmm. said uh, daddy i don't ever want to die I said, oh, okay, well, I've got some bad news. It's going to happen, but it probably won't happen for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. And, he, and I said, why don't you want to die? He said, I just like living, <laughs> which I thought was such <laughs> a great... Exactly. great I That's like living. Exactly um, but it, it, it is that thing that is going gonna, gonna to happen. And I think it may be discussing it and what you want to happen when you die and all of this stuff. It might make the midlife crisis 
a little bit easier. It does. To I mean, get I think. Through. Well, I think genuinely, yeah. You, and also, the the sad truth of midlife is actually you you know quite a lot of people that die. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, not obviously we, this year we've had a kind of plethora of fantastic kind of public figures of dying, but you know, you know people. Well, your people, parents, will yeah, start your to parents, die and... but also people your age. Yeah, will die. yeah, that's and true. So you become much more like happy that you've kind of got this far you know you feel kind of grateful that you've got through this bit so far that seems yeah. okay and you can't i mean you know the average age if you're a if kind of you know around our age the average age you're going to live really for a bloke it's 80 and for a woman it's 83 and if you've looked after yourself it's a bit longer yeah. so that's you know that's still quite that's a while yeah. you know i mean you might not you know, you might not be able to reinvent yourself or start a new career or something else but you know you can still go to the seaside a bit everyone's now doing death maths now you've given it i love I that, that bit with eddie izzard is odd i'm gonna live forever yeah he just he literally says i'm going to live to 100 and when yeah. you talk to eddie Izzard, because he's so convincing about everything yeah. you go so you are yeah, you yeah you're will. right eddie and i've met a lot of nearly it, it was all men actually who have said i'm going to live to 100 and i look at them and think right you're fantastically intelligent you're super fit you know eddie is odd obviously but you really might not yeah you just might not and also i mean my granny did live she my granny lived till she was 101 and you know the end wasn't that great no. you know i think she would have been slightly happy she'd have been happy to go at 95 you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miranda, it's so nice to meet you yeah, it's lovely the book is you. brilliant out of time um, uh, uh, you, it's Amazon and it's Amazon yeah. and everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> it's, the place it's on it's Amazon good. under sports. What was it? They said sports humour. <laughs> There's not that much sport in it. I can ask you a question. I really want to ask someone yeah. who's written a book, right? Because I'm trying. I said I'm trying to write a book, but it's yeah. hard. Right? I've written three chapters. I think. Is it about you? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's a tough bit. Uh, well, what, what are you saying about me? No, oh, uh, no, just, just writing about yourself. Person. It's like what do you put in and what do you how take ma- out. How many words do you put, have to put in a book? Oh, quite a lot. Like eighty thousand. Flipping it, man. That's I mean, and that's like the minimum. Is, how many are in this? 90? I don't know. I didn't count. Did, in the you, end. Not? Did no, you not? I got depressed. But I keep my daughter keeps going. Ooh, two six two because it's two hundred sixty two, mummy. Kids, kids love uh, pages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they really my, do. My daughter will go into a bookshop. And my eldest, my six year old, will pick up and go. We go. Whoa! This has got over six hundred pages. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean it's any good. It I just know. means that it's big. And also, I would recommend this is. I didn't do this. Hand it in on time. Oh, okay. I crushed quite a few deadlines, and what happens is that, you know, everyone gets in a panic, yeah. really. And, you know, I could have had pictures in there if I knew had it. <laughs> or an index. Nothing like that. They just, like, they just oh, took it no. off me and said, no, we're going to print it now. You can't do it anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, uh, out of time, uh, Miranda Sawyer. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Um, and uh, let's have some ads. Well, uh, 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 Miranda Sawyer, out of time. It, it really is a brilliant read. If you've read it, leave nice reviews on Amazon. Ha- 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 someone who now sells wares on Amazon, because I've got this record label, right? And um, it, it, it turns out that it's really important if you get good reviews. Um, it can really help, like, you know, books and CDs and, and records and stuff. So I've really started leaving review. If I think so- and if I think something's bad, I, 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 unless it's, you know awful and offensively so i don't really leave bad reviews but i'll, I'll leave i'll leave good reviews so if you if you have do that out, out of time and it's it is a cracking read I feel like we're in a time loop alan caddick sorry about earlier ian what? i can explain what happened what what happened my mom yanked the phone line out she, your mum did what she yanked the phone line yanked. out wowzers okay that's not what i heard the first time yeah she yanked it out why did she do that mate because she wanted help going to bed. Yeah. And I've been told, if I'm going to speak to you, I'll just speak to you after half ten. She's right, of course. Yeah. She's right, of course. You should help mum into bed. Yeah. 
Well, you, you, the thing is, Alan, the thing is, Alan, let me relieve you of the burden, right? Being, being first call, caller doesn't mean you're the coolest guy. No. You're al- you'll always be the coolest guy, Alan. Oh, thank you. Even if you're the seventh caller. I don't mind being seven. Okay. Sixth? Well, that's okay. Well, seven's okay. Seven's okay, but not six. Okay, well, that's, um, that's... Out <laughs> of interest, who was the first caller? It was you. No, I mean, after me. So we, no, we haven't had any callers. We've stopped the show. Oh, so we need to... Wait, uh, we late back to classic games. I could have got another last one for you. Go, what, is, what, I, say that again, but maybe this time try and say it in English. You know, Tuesday we talked about classic game shows. Oh, yeah. I've got another one for <laughs> you. <laughs> this is my job. Yes. Three, two, one. We, 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 we mentioned that one, I think. Well, you know, I mean, because I'm three, two, one, we're so obscure, it could mean anything. Yeah, it was a fix. Three, two, one was a fix. The clues were so obscure and difficult to work out, um, that, um, if you worked out it was a car, you'd get something rubbish... And if it, but they, you never, you never won anything good. I think people won the car quite a bit, though. Actually, it was always a Ford Fiesta. It depends on what the car was at the time. Yeah, because it was from 1978 to 1988. Wowzers! That really is um, uh, ten years. Ted, Ted, um, Ted Robin, uh, Ted Rogers, wasn't it? Ted Rogers, Ted Rogers, the man with the fastest fingers on telly. Lucky Mrs. Rogers, huh? Yeah, and. And also, no, it means he could turn the TV over quickly if something came on that she didn't want to watch. I don't know what you're yeah, thinking. Yeah. And also, having a dustbin as a booby prize. Those dusty bins, you know the dusty bins that you would win? The ceramic dusty bin. They now go for £5,000 on eBay. Blimey. And you know what happened to the original robot dusty bin? The robotic dusty, yeah. yeah. Do you know what happened to... The, there, were, there were three throughout the ten-year run, Okay. Yeah. The very first one. Do you know what happened to him? No. He became R two D two. That is that is a fact. Yeah. And um, the I don't know what happened to the second one, but the fir- the third one was sold to a game show enthusiast collector in Japan. Um, it was I remember this because I remember we did this on um, uh, on three counties. It was four years ago. Four. Let me get this figure right. I think it was over a hundred thousand pounds. Wow! Wow! Yeah, incredible, incredible money. The only closest I got to a swimming dusty bin was a dusty bin money bank. Oh yeah, the old dusty bin money banks. Three, two, one. Yeah, you see them on sale on eBay for a few quid. Mm. I mean, with about 30 of them listed. Yeah. Who were the, um, here we go, this is tonight's phone-in, classic piggy banks. Uh, the, the greatest piggy bank, of course, was the, um, the one that was a coffin, and you put the ki- coin on the top, and then the skele- skeleton hand came out and grabbed it and dragged it back into its, into the coffin. I remember, do you remember that West piggies? The pigs, yeah. No, they're classics. Yeah, they're classics. Absolute classics. Great way of getting children involved in the corrupt world of banking. And I, I, I was tempted to have a NatWest piggy bank, but I went with the uh, Griffin. The Griffin, of course, voiced by Richard Briers. Come and talk to the listening bank. Mm, which is now Hotel Sierra Bravo Charlie. 
Hotel Sierra. H O H S B C. Thank you, Alan. Strange way to end that conversation. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Okay, so oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Um, 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 um. We'll have a. We'll, we'll come up with something. We've only got two more hours to fill. We've just filled an hour. We'll come up with something. Oh, I can tell you about the um, s- stroke of bad followed by good luck I had. This is Talk Radio. Let's get the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio, uh, uh, the, the late night phoning show, unlike any other at the moment. Because you bet, you bet your bottom dollar they'll be talking about um, either the leader um, uh, battle for the uh, Conservatives or the leader battle for the Labour or Chilcot. Take a Chilcot pill, man. Just Chilcot axe, Chillax. That's what I'm trying to do. Chillax. Just chill. Um, just Chilcot, man. Just, um, yeah. That's what they'll be talking about. And do you know what? Oh, man, I know it's important, but it's boring. <laughs> it's really boring. I know it's important. If you call up now, we call you back, by the way. And I'll move the camera angle in a bit so you can um, get a bit of view of my lovely beard. Um, 
It's important, and, but it's boring, and it's everywhere. It's been everywhere yesterday and today, and it will be everywhere again tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it's 2.6 million words. 2.6 million words? It's twice the size of War and Peace, and it's just the war. Um, so, <laughs> is, <laughs> is anybody just Netflix and Chilcot? <laughs> uh, that's Catherine Boyle wrote that line. Uh, is anybody actually going to read, like, properly read the Chilcot report? Is anybody? Because I bet, if I would, if I would, um, Mr. Chilcot, Lord Chilcot, Sir Chilcot, and, like, page 632, I'd write, um, yeah, 750 quid a pop, I know. I'd write, Tony Blair's bum smells funny. And then, like, on page... 2003, I'd write, um, Alistair Campbell's got a tiny willy. Just to see, just, you'd have to, wouldn't you? If you're writing something that is that big, right, and has cost that much money, and everybody is making such a fuss about, you would, um, and, like, and someone, someone then challenged you, right, and they, you go, have you read it? Yeah, I have. What? All of it? Yeah, I have, Lord Chilcott, sir. And, uh, I think you're a charlatan. You're telling me you've read all of my report into the Iraq war? Yes, Mr. Chilcott. And I've dropped the Lord because I'm now disrespecting you because you're disrespecting me because you don't think I've read it. Let's let me just get this straight. You're telling me you've read every single word in my report? Yes! You're a liar. Get out of my office before I kick you out of my office. All right, sunshine? And you come back when you've actually read it. Seven years later, there's a knock at the door. Come in. Now I've read it. What you said about Tony Blair's bum is unfair. And how do you know about Alistair Campbell's willy? And you're, sh- you're a charlatan. Fair play, you've read it. We can have this discussion. And that is how that would go. And that would be fair enough. That would be fair enough. Uh, but we're not talking about that. 0844-499-1000 is the phone number. If you call up, you'll get through to Catherine, and she will call you back. There's a new... We're doing a new way of doing the podcast as well, right? This is my idea. And it makes... it. What it means is there will be a Miranda Sawyer podcast. That interview will go up, and that's brilliant. Um, but... Uh, the podcast for ease for, for reasons you don't need to know but basically so that everyone can get home at a decent time we're generally taken from the first hour hour and a half of the show we are going to um take we're now going to make the podcast basically the last hour of the show but that does mean they won't get released until tomorrow night show is on so do you see what i mean so now the last hour from wednesday show is up Right, that's up now. It's, it's about to go up. It's about to go up in a few minutes, right? And the last hour from tonight's show will go up tomorrow. And here's the thing, and this is this is really important, and it proves to me I'm doing the right thing by by we're we're trying it, okay? But it proves to me we're doing the right thing because someone messaged me on um what do they call it Facebook, um and um said sorry to be um. A nuisance. I listened to the show, love the show. I only listened to the first hour. What does straight to air mean and why have you got rid of it? And he, he had never heard it. He'd never heard the last hour. So we're, we're just trying to see if it works, see if it gets more people involved in the show, see if we get more downloads. 
by the way um about half a million downloads of the podcast about half a million yeah 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 when did we start the end of march it's about half a million downloads thanks guys thank you let me take some phone calls we've got these people waiting um let's go to matt good evening matt thank you emma comes a cup of tea perfect yes matt hello ian how are you i'm all the better now because emma who is the new id because id got murdocked after we uh, voted out all of the uh, immigrants in the brexit campaign uh, an immigrant uh, kicked out the immigrant that was id so um and emma has bought me a cup of tea so i'm good thank you uh, matt excellent how are you doing I'm very well indeed, thank you, and I'm delighted to be speaking to you. It's the first time I've called. I've been listening to you for years. Wowzers. Um, w- well, what's made you call in tonight? Because I'm, I'm certainly not put anything out. <laughs> no, well, you haven't, and actually I haven't been listening until about the last 20 minutes. Okay. But my uh, five-year-old son uh, yes. had a uh, school fair last week, and he said to me that he had a tarantula and a snake and yes. another animal that he held in his hands, and the other animal yeah. was like, in his words, like a hedgehog, yeah. but smaller and upside down and didn't have any spikes. And I would love to know what your listeners think that animal might have been, because I have not got a clue. Is it an armadillo? No, it wasn't. It was tiny. Apparently it was one inch to one and a half inches long. He held it in his palm. He turned his hand upside down, and it clung on. And it stayed there. It was like a hedgehog, in his words. But without spikes. Without spikes. Well, that's, I mean, that's just, that's a messed up description. A hedgehog without spikes. I know that, um, chameleons and other creatures like that can cling to glass because, um, it's not because of suction pads. It kind of is, but it isn't. It's It's hairs on their palms. It's hairs. It's the hairs. And the hairs fire out a little electrical charge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Static electricity. But this was not that, apparently. And uh, wow. I, I have questioned him repeatedly on the phone. I don't see him very often, but he has repeated to me that it was like a hedgehog without the spikes, and it was an inch and a half long. A vole? Well, it could be a vole, but I, I don't know voles have the capacity to cling on to people. Well, well let's oh. let's go through the vole thing. If Vole, about an inch and a half? Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Looks like a hedgehog without spikes, actually, now I think on it. Mm, a bit. Well, <laughs> come on. Uh, but you're right, the clinging upside down, I don't know if hedgehogs can actually do that. I'm not sure that any animal can do that, any mammal can do that. And so I was nothing curious th- to see if your listeners had any thoughts. Nothing from this world can do that. Hey, speaking of which, right, you know, we've been talking, I don't know if you've been listening recently, we've been talking about ghosts and electronic voice recordings of yep. ghosts and stuff like that, right? So I have gone online. I've not bought a full set. Right? I've not bought a full set because that would be seventy pounds. But I've bought about a third of the. Um, <laughs> I'm realizing this is a really dumb sentence of the unexplained magazine. Oh, I used to love um, uh, what was it used to be called the um, the magazine with the the, the bearded priest uh, Christ Almighty. What was his name? Um, you know, there was a, there was a magazine that the, the fourteen uh, times. 14 times, that yep. was it. Yes, yep. he yep. was yep. brilliant. And I used to subscribe to that for years. And then I suddenly decided that uh, actually... Yeah. I it was bullshine. Yeah, well, not bullshine, but you know. Well, I, you know. It, I'm, well, I'm, I'm going the other way. Used to believe in all that stuff when I was a kid, till about the age of 21, 20, 1920. 
then got then it's all nonsense and but now i've just i've just finished reading this again for the second time will store versus the supernatural right which is a brilliant book absolutely fantastic it's a good book i'm going to show it to the periscopers because i've just lent it to catherine and and um we have will store on and he's he's a brilliant guest and he's uh, we were talking about mainly about heretics and i've forgotten how good this book is right he is the normal person's david ike it is that is genius i'm going to email him and tell him i just came up with that um but but in this book and he's a skeptic right but in this book he kind of comes away with with he, he goes in thinking ghosts aren't real he kind of comes out of it with a question mark over it i think ghosts aren't real but the perception of ghosts depends upon a person's susceptibility to believe things that appear in front of them but right there are creatures i believe the skate can see x-rays x-rays can be seen by certain creatures right almost certainly yes yeah uh, yeah, yeah. The creatures that live, that live in the deep sea can yeah. see things that we can't yeah see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah goldfish goldfish can see the light from your remote control on your yeah. tv right that's yeah, this I, is, i've read that yeah this yeah. is all facts okay so 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 supposing you know and there are there are rays going th- this room is full of wi-fi and radio waves and electricity fields and all of this stuff right and we can't see it but it's there oh yeah everything's there it's microwaves x-rays you know but, infrared the whole thing yeah but just supposing then that there's x-rays and wi-fi and all of this stuff but there's an old lady sat over there as well that i can't see well it's possible. It's, it's a bit caddick, isn't it? <laughs> but it's possible, isn't it? It's possible. Yeah, everything, everything's possible. Absolutely everything's possible. You can't discount anything until you can scientifically disprove it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. of course. Anyway, I've just bought loads of The Unexplained. I got, I got them for a steal. To buy the whole set would have cost me 60 The thing is, I, I, I'll enjoy this this um, third of a set so much that I'll then go and buy the whole set properly. And, um... I have to ask, actually. I do hear you talk repeatedly about how you've got albums and DVD box sets and things for an absolute steal, and I would like it very much if you could share with your population. Mate how you get these things wicked it's, i've just got wicked internet skills um but I, well, i've just got skills and uh, wicked skills um but the thing is I, I i i buy all this stuff and then i never use it. it now going by my previous um um recent forays into buying magazines right i will read the first two and then they will stay under my bed for six months and then they'll get tidied up and put in the bottom of the wardrobe that happened with um, uh, a, a run of 15 years' worth of Beach Boys fanzines that I bought. And I bought loads of magazines about uh, fanzines about a guy called Arthur Lee in Love. I bought um, 10 years' worth. Read the first two. They're in, they're in a shoebox under the bed. So the same thing will happen here, but it only cost me 12 quid. So that, that is a bargain. Uh, Matt, we'll, we'll, we'll see if anybody can describe that creature. Oh, you've just reminded me, right? My four-year-old's last day at nursery today, end, end of term. And I went to pick him up. I had to go and pick him up. And his teacher came out and she handed out like things that they made throughout the year. And she said, Ian, your little boy brought a slug with him to school today. We've, che- we've checked. It's fine. And you'll be taking the slug home with you. And I went, oh, brilliant. Thanks. And for some reason, he's got a little Tupperware pot and a slug and i said why why did you bring a slug he said i found it indoors he's right there was a slug indoors it was by the dog food um and i saw it the other night and i thought nah, i'm not getting involved in that 
I walked away. We've got stick insects all over the house as well. They escaped. The stick... Anyway, so then we've got this slug in this plastic tub, and we, I said, it's the last day of term, as a special treat, why don't we go to um, Yo Sushi, right? It's his favourite re- favorite place. It's expensive, but it's the last day of term, let's go to Yo Sushi. So he did. And he wanted to bring the slug with him to Yo Sushi. And I said, man, no, the, the slug, just leave the, leave the tub in the car, right? We went off, we went and had a lunch, we looked at some bits and pieces. We came back to the car, he grabbed the, t- the tub, sat in his seat, and I put his seat button in it, and he went, oh, that's strange, the slug isn't in here anymore. <laughs> Where was he? Uh, uh, somewhere in my car, Matt. I've got no idea. He'll be there somewhere. He'll be on the roof. I said, that's He'll not wait. funny, mate. That, now, we're going to find this slug. And, of course, we couldn't find it. So, somewhere in my car, there's a slug going around. Yeah. He'll be there somewhere. You'll you'll see a, a, a trail up the back windscreen, and then he'll he'll drop off the roof onto don't, your head while you're driving oh, up the motorway. Don't. You're, well, why would you do that? You're like one of those internet trolls. You are. What a horrible thing to say to someone. You terrified me, Matt. We'll, tr- we'll we'll try and find out what that creature is. Thanks for calling. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. My Twitter handle is Charmless Nurk. If anyone wants to try and follow me on there, it'd be oh, lovely. Oh, well, you've tweeted, you've tweeted me from time to time, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, many times. Beautiful. I absolutely love you. You're a brilliant guy, and so many thanks, and good luck with the future. Would it be a dream come true for you if I cut you off? It would be. A- there we go. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Rashid, Tris, stay there. Come to you after this. Oh, eight four four. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, you will speak to uh, Emma and, and she will call you back. And that's how it works. Remember, no straight to air after midnight anymore. We knocked that one on the head for a while. And I'm, I, I'm glad we did. It's absolutely the right decision. Rashid! Oh. 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 Hello? Yeah, hello, Rashid. What's going on? Um, just doing my, uh bit of work while I was waiting to go on the phone. What's your bit of work? work? Playing Candy Crush or something? No, that was, um, I just work on the checkout. I, I just, uh, now, now, I'm doing a uh, scanning, scanning the, um, barcodes for the work, for the work. Um, g- g- for everybody asking on Twitter, no, the, uh, money launderer didn't get back to us. That's a shame. That's a real shame, because I could really do with that cash. I have never played Candy Crush. Okay. Yeah. Nor have I. I always refuse the, the requests. Yeah, I never... Oh, do you remember? They don't do it now, on f- but on Facebook. You used to get... You've been invited to play Zootropolis. You've yeah, been invited yeah. to play the Mafia. All the I time on Facebook. It was always what? inviting me to play crappy little games. I know. Get alive, will ya, Facebook people? Well, fair play. And you, do you... Can you still get, um... Can you still get poked on Facebook? I don't think you can poke uh, I anyone. I haven't been poked for a while. I haven't been poked for a while. Yeah, tell uh, me, you, you and me both, eh, Rashi? Maybe we can poke each other. No. Oh, I've got a bigger beard than you. I've got a bigger beard. That's like one of the things I want to say. Because what it is, you come on and you want to say things, but you forget. Because, I don't know, the adrenaline, adrenaline and you forget what you've got to say. Yeah. Well, that was one of them. Well, one of them so, hang on, one of them is to phone up and literally rub my face in it. Yeah, beard envy. Wow. I went to the barbers and I said, "Like, can you just trim the sides down a bit? Yeah, trim the sides." Down. He goes, "It was a, it was a, a Muslim barber." He goes, "I know, I know what style you want, brother. You want Bin Laden style." Oh dear! I said, "Well, I said, yeah, it does look a bit like that, but I don't want to be associated with, with Bin Laden." You know what I mean? Well, well, um, he did have a good beard, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitler did um, 
did a lot of bad. I mean, did, did a lot of bad. But um, the moustache, the Hitler moustache, never has never made a comeback. It and never it's a caught on. It, it never caught well, on. Well, well, well he did. He, well, have caught on. Well, but hang on no. a minute. Hang on a minute, though. Muslims, Muslims and Sikhs, they've been rocking beards for yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, but hang, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Rashid. Go on, go on. There were people who had the Hitler moustache way before Hitler. Why is it not called the Oliver Hardy moustache or the... the Char- Charlie Chaplin. The Charlie... Why is it not called a Charlie Chaplin moustache? I mean, he, he wasn't funny. Oliver Hardy was. Um, but if if I were to to shave off my facial hair and just leave an Oliver Hardy... um. I'd be in all kinds of trouble. You, 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 you can't rock at Oliver Hardy, though. You can't, you can't, you know what I mean? I could do it! Mm. I'm, okay. doing it I'm doing it, I'm doing it, hang on a minute, I'm doing it for the periscopers. I'm going to do, there we go, there's an Oliver Hardy. I think I can do it. Well, I think why I don't you do go it. for the Abe Lincoln, the Abraham Lincoln look, you know, just shave the moustache clean. And leave the sides and the. Bit. Well, the the the, uh, the Amish people, the Amish yeah, people yeah, have yeah. Uh, have that. Uh, uh, and I have a friend who who can grow a full thick beard. He cannot grow a moustache. Mm. Yeah, it's true. He can't do it. And he went bald at the age of nineteen. It's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. But he's, let's just say he's doing all right in other areas. So I'm told. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say was it's uh, the animal. What you call it is called in what it, what it is. It might be a haggis. Um, yeah, it could be a haggis. Could you be a habit, haggis. Did you, ever, did you ever get the drawing of the haggis from... from yeah, I did. I tweeted it. It was a brilliant picture. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Could it's be a, a haggis. Could be a haggis. Uh, yeah, it's weird that... The, the thing is, right, there are so many... Here's the, here's the amazing thing, right? There are still thousands of creatures on this planet that we've never seen. Yeah. We've never seen... Particularly under the sea. The, under the sea, right, get deep down in the deepest, darkest parts of the sea where it's just rotting flesh and bones, there are creatures that we will never, ever see. Yeah. You've seen them submarines that go down and they shine... The, the irony is they're in pitch black, but when the light shines on, they're, like, multicoloured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. What was the other thing? Oh yeah, I'm halfway through the um, the imposter. Yeah, I'm halfway through. This is the homework, guys, for the film ring next Monday. We're talking about the imposter. It's on YouTube for free, um, and we've got. Um, have you got Charlie Parker, the private investigator, yet? Yeah, I just I just stopped it there. Brilliant. He's coming on. He's there. coming on on Monday, so we're having some of that. And there are five tickets. Left old peacock train from from um, <laughs> Juice of it is like that, isn't it? <laughs> there are five tickets left for um, standing tickets for um, the they killed my cat and more and more. We've got a very special guests coming up um, on August the twenty first. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dash Lee I I N Dash L W E. There are five tickets left. There are only a five. Are they standing? But it's above a boozer as well. So you can always go downstairs now. You know we can get drunk. I won't because I don't drink. But you can. Don't get Larry. Anything else, Rashid? Yeah, um, I wanted to make a, su- a, su- a suggestion for the um, film. What's it, what, what's it called again? Oh, and a racist named it. What's his name? What did he call it? You've, um, if you can't name it, then you can't, oh no, oh no. You can't suggest oh, it's it. The adrenaline in, it's the adrenaline. If you can't name it, Rashid, then you yeah. cannot name it. Let me, um, let me give you... Uh, hang on a second. Let's give you a little bit of thinking time. There we go. Film club, film club, film oh, club. No. 
Have you, got a cl- have you got a countdown clock? Oh, my film, club, f- film club. Uh, no, I know. Me, 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 me music's film. not working. You could be film lucky in, here. Film the in, music film isn't in. working, so you could be lucky. Film, film club. Um, Count me down for 15 uh, seconds. Or film club. Film club. Oh, I can't find me. Film end. Film end. Uh, film end? What the hell? Is what was it? What was it? Oh, my mind's gone black. This yeah, happens to me lately. I'm getting old, Ian. It's a midlife crisis. 46. Well, well you've 46. I'm afraid you've you know passed. Do you know when the midlife crisis... Is it, here's the music. All right, all right. Film club, film club, film club. If you don't get it right, you're going to get film cut off. Film end, film racist, film... Mm, film... Film link, film link. Oh, God, this is horrible, man. Oh, it's hurting my head. Film... Give us a clue, give us a clue. Come on, telephone a friend. Give us a clue. You might slip one on a beloved's finger. Film ring. Ladies and gentlemen, Rashi, what is your suggestion for it? Uh, Ian, it's it's uh, it was on TLC some years ago. I watched it. I watched it, but every now and again, it's such a documentary that it sticks in my head. And it's called "The Boy Whose Skin Fell Off." I'm flipping out. It don't sound um, like a no, laugh. No, Ian. Right? If you can Google, if you can, what's put it? T- what's it about? T- t- if you put TLC yeah. in Google, right, and you great, go great to band. the. Um, and you go to, and you put TLC, Great the boys band. whose skin fell off, the yep. boy whose skin fell off, and it, and if you go down to the v, v, VMO clip, it's a 30 second clip, yes. I guarantee, if you watch that 30 second clip, you're hooked, you've okay. got to watch we'll it. See. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll um, see. Oh, Tris, stay there, I'll come to you after this. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. we call you back. Tris is on the line, good evening, Tris. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. How are you, my friend? You I'm, doing well? I'm alright, I'm tired. I'm filming tomorrow. I'm filming Sam Delaney's program tomorrow. He does a program on Russia Today. And oh, yeah. I'm filming that tomorrow morning with Karen Danchuk. And and her bosoms are going to be there as well, I think. I don't uh, know who that is. So. Oh, she's the, she's the self-proclaimed selfie queen. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I'm sure she's delightful. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, it's a, th- it's a thing. She's the selfie queen. Yeah. And I'm tempted to get a selfie with her. Yeah, well, good, 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 yeah, go for it. <laughs> I don't um, know how to answer that. Yeah, no, there is, there is literally an answer to it. Uh, but I, I, how am I? How am I? Um, I, I'm all right. You know, I'm all right. I'm all right. Comes yeah, and goes. Yeah, comes yeah. and goes. What you got for us, Tris? That's life, baby. Well, you suck me in with um, Hey Bulldog, so you're good, isn't it? Really, oh, it's such an underrated track. Yeah, it doesn't. No, it never gets played. And um, 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 the, uh, the another uh, uh, Beatles song that never gets played that is, is stunning. Is um the inner light? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, what's that? The B side to um. It's not let it be because that's you know my name. Look up my number. Yeah. Another oh, another one, another great one that no one knows is Old Brown Shoe. Oh, mate, I love that I love song. I played yeah. that at the last place I worked, and people going, "What's this song? It's great. It's the Blooming Beatles, and no one knows it." I'm stepping out with this old brown shoe, baby. I'm in love with you. Oh, oh it's the, a great the, um, song. The, fir- the first take of that, which I think is on Anthology Three, probably brilliant. Just like uh, just piano. Yeah, piano. Oh my! By the way, Gorgeous. I'm getting very. If you hear me being distracted, it's because people are starting to receive their box set of monkeys Blu-rays. $200, uh, and people are starting to receive them, and uh, I'm just looking at them in envy, drooling, drooling, because I can't wait. Do you watch those unboxing videos on, online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been, watch watching, that. Well. been watching that. It looks absolutely bloody amazing. 
I'm not, I mean, I'm not really into the monkey. I love head. I thought head was a good album. What's the album after head? Um, is it birds? No, birds and bees comes before head. It was um, Peter left, and it was instant replay. That's right. Yeah, it's a good album. That instant replay, solid album. It's made up of um, outtakes from the the two years before. Yeah, no, I, like, I like those two albums a lot, but the early stuff I've never really got into. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit niche, isn't it? I think. Well, I don't know if it's niche, but I know. I know. Well, I, well, I don't. I think, for, I, I think for today. Well, I think if you want. Well, well, there's. Well, you know. You know. Well, you know. I was. I was wondering. Do you know a band called the Shags? Oh, m- mate. <laughs> do you know who I'm talking? Who I'm talking to? Do I? Do you? Do I know who you're talking to? Yes, yeah. so you do know the Shags, yeah. Of course I've got, I know the, the Shags. I've we, been listening to them recently. Well, I don't know how you can. The last place I worked, right, there yeah. used to be this fella on before. So I used to do a breakfast show at BBC Local Radio, right? Yeah. And um, so I would start, the show would start, was six till nine. And before us was a guy that was um, uh, played across the region called Wally Webb. Oh, right. I'm Wally Webb, and today... Oh, okay. And he was like that. He was the he was the genuine inspiration for Alan Partridge, right? Okay. He is who Alan Partridge was was um w- was based on, and he would do a very straight. People loved it. It wasn't my cup of tea. I found it. I found it a bit poor, but people loved it, right? And he would do a very straight kind of show, and um would play you know the Eagles Hotel California and I don't know all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And one morning. I was feeling very naughty. I got told off for doing this. I used to keep firing off little things during his show because I could I could broadcast over him if I wanted to, right? And I would sometimes pretend I was like, in the studio with him having a conversation. Right? I had to stop because this woman called Jen of Houghton Regis complained loads of times, <laughs> loads of times, <laughs> right? But it all ended well. At well, local radio, oh, it went it? ended really well. Uh, right, yeah. So one morning, right? So I got in the studio early and I got my CDs out, and Wally Webb goes, right? Well, now coming up, it's um. The last song for me, and this is um, the Eagles and Hotel California. He pressed play. I turned off his output, and I pressed play on my CD player, and this came out. As you can imagine, um, the listeners to BBC Local Radio were not very happy to have the no. Eagles replaced by the Shags. What's that philosophy of the world? Yeah, hey, he knows it! <laughs> it and, and John, you know, John Ronson interviewed them recently. How did he? I wonder... Oh, I'll, I'll have a little... That's, that's my project tomorrow afternoon, is I'm going to try and find the Shags. Send me a, a text, Catherine, remind me to, um, to Google Shags. Steady! Um, because uh, they're, st- they're still alive. Uh, and their dad... Their dad... They they made music... Well, their dad wanted them to be, like, big rock stars, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Well, they, they were pulled out of school, I think, at, like, the age of, like, eight or ten or something. And he, he'd go off to work, and he just made sure they'd rehearse all day, every day. But they weren't allowed... Am I right? They weren't allowed to listen to music. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 it's music without influence. That's what's so interesting about it. It's, um... They... they 
have got no. They, well, at the time they had no. They had no awareness of popular music or anything like that. They were just forced forced to play these instruments for years until um, he decided one day that they were ready, and then they put out that album you were just playing there. And it's it's. I mean, it's really sad, really sad story, but fascinating just to think that this is what music is in someone's head. You know, they they understand that they're. I just found there's a tribute album to the Shags where people doing covers of Shag songs. Listen, let's listen to this is the same song covered by um, someone called Ida. Hang on. Anytime tonight, either. Anytime. This is either brilliant or awful. I can't tell. Hang on a minute. Trust me to pick the instrumental. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. No, it's awful. So, um, won't be listening to any more of that. Uh, Tris, anything else? Um, no, not very well. Kids and death. My, my kids are, my kids are obsessed with death at the minute, my two girls. Yeah. Um, they, um, oh, I was picking my eldest up from school about, what, six months ago or whatever, and she was telling me this story about a teacher, and she said, oh, my um, my, my teacher, uh, her, her mummy and daddy died, and then she got another mummy and daddy, oh. and they died as well. Daddy, what's died? And we had this really difficult conversation driving up, trying to sort of explain, explain what death was and everything like that, and... Since then, she sort of checked for me once a week whether or not whether or not I'm dead or whether or not she's yeah. dead. I don't think it's sunk in at all. But um, they've they've put it into their heads, my two girls, that um, when a bird comes out and pecks your eyes out, that's when you're dead. And, oh, yeah, uh, well, yeah. you hope you were at that point. Well, that's where we've left it. Uh, the boys, the boys, kind of it comes and goes. They were fascinated with it for a bit, and um, they wanted to see dead things when our rabbit died. Can we see it? Well, no, it's gone now. Oh, can we? What can you show me a picture of it? Can we go and see something dead? They wanted to see something dead because it's 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 so not. Um, well, they 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 have no concept of it. Really, they have a very limited concept of it because they don't know. You know, to, to, to children, everything is infinite and will always be there. You know, and, and long may it stay that way before they. But I mean, sadly, death belongs to all of us, doesn't it? It's one of those things that does. Tris, does death belong to us, or do we belong yeah. to death? That was good, that. That was good, that. That was good, that. Tris, thank you very much, mate. 0844-499-1000. Someone... <laughs> someone's just messaged me. Um, well done. We're tracking down the shags. 0844-499-1000. Gosh, I've just suddenly been hit by exhaustion and a bit of a headache. 
Someone's just messaged me, um, asking on, on Facebook, asking if they could call in and talk about something. I've, yeah. Give them the phone number. Bit tied up tonight. How about Monday? Yeah. This is, and I've had a couple of people messaging me about this. Is it right if I call in and talk about this or can I talk? Yeah. 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 Talk about anything you want, guys. Honestly. 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 And I don't know. It, it, it must be my, what the Americans say, it must be my bad that I'm not getting this message across well enough, right? That this is unlike any other phone-in show where, um, and, and Miranda, when she was in, kind of touched upon, uh, upon this, uh, 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 that a lot of shows, they kind of hammer a, a news story and it's not a conversation that flows. By the way, we have no calls lined up now. Which you, no one else would ever say on a phone show either. So now would be an excellent time to call in if you want. If you don't want, I'll sit here and chat. I've got plenty to talk about tonight. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We call you back. Um, so I, I, I need to find a, a, a better way of getting this message across more. That um, this is honestly, and this isn't me going. Hey man, it's unlike anything you've ever heard before. You you you, may, you probably have heard this before if you ever listened to Danny Baker or. Excuse me, or Tommy Boyd, or Clive Ball back in the day, you know, or me back in the day. Of course, you'll have heard it before. Jeremy Beadle, even to a certain extent, you know, loads of people. Uh, this is not anything original, but it's certainly different compared to the landscape of what is out there uh, now, right? Um, and you can literally call in about anything you want, anything you want. And I know I say no talk about Brexit and la 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 la. If you call in about it, we'll talk about it. I mean, I, w- I would rather not because I find it a little bit dull. Sometimes I get a bit excited about it. But if you call in about it, we'll see how the conversation goes. We'll see if we can go anywhere and see if we can go anywhere different with it that all of the other radio stations and radio presenters haven't been to. And here's the thing. If it doesn't work... It doesn't matter. You learn from your mistakes. Only failures succeed. I made that one up, I think. I love that. Only failures succeed, yeah, because they fail. You've got to be brave enough to fail. So me and Kath, are, we're doing brilliantly. <laughs> um, honestly, you can phone in about anything. I will sit here and talk about stuff. You don't have to phone in about the stuff that I'm talking about, although you are, we- you are of course, you're, you're welcome to, right? You can phone up just because you're feeling a bit lonely, because you're not very well, because, um, uh, you know, you had a great day at work, because you uh, had a baby. You phone about anything. You can phone in to say, you don't like the show, and this is how you think the show should go. Honestly, I don't mind. I don't mind. I want it to be organic, and I want it to be a conversation. This is why I'm really trying to avoid coming in with like three questions or, or 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 five funny things and we've done it a little bit with the the the, the celebrities fighting and um the, the the game show final rounds and if those things come up spontaneously like they did on twitter then we'll do it but i'm really resisting the urge and it's hard because i am a coward and i'm a man of habit but i'm really resisting the urge to come in with um like five like what danny baker does where he'll fire off uh before his show on a saturday 10 topics on on twitter every one of them brilliant and i'm really trying to avoid doing that 
and I'm just trying to do something a little bit different with that. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. And you know, sometimes you have conversations with your friends and they're not very interesting. And that's all right. Doesn't mean you're never going to speak to them again. And sometimes you have conversations with them where you start talking about one thing and you end up somewhere completely different. And now we have got loads of calls and I should shut up. But cannot stress this enough. And maybe I need to mention it more throughout the show because some of you only listen for chunks, little bits. You can literally call up about anything. Whenever I get a new producer, and we had a new producer last week, uh, Dave. The, the thing I, uh, the thing I always tell any new producer is, just put them through. Put them through. It, it, and if you, if you, on any other show, you would reject someone who calls in, put them to the front of the queue. You know, literally anyone. And you've heard we've had people, um, like Jerry who's got Parkinson's. Sometimes you can understand him, sometimes you can't understand him very clearly, but we get there in the end. We had that lad last night whose name escapes me, who struggled with uh, Paul. Uh, it was hard work to understand him, but we got there in the end for most of it. I got about 80% of it, 75%. So anyone can call in about anything. You dig? You dig? Periscopers, are you digging? Good. 0844-499-1000. Matt's on the line. Evening, Matt. Hi, it's me again. Sorry, oh. <laughs> I've already called once this evening, and uh, I, I really, really hate to <laughs> risk being a bore. Um, but I just wanted to say that... Uh, Did we find out what before. the animal was yet? We didn't. I, well, I haven't heard any response no. at all. No, no. Um, but I'm assuming no one will know, because my son is probably slightly mental and may not know well, what yeah. he's talking about. Yeah, um, I, I want to say that I've listened to you for years and I uh, absolutely think you guys are brilliant and I hope you continue to do what you do for years to come. But? Uh, beyond that, what That sounded like a, a but. Go on. No, I, that's what I thought you were going to say. It was so, it was so enthused. I thought you were going to say, I hope you keep doing it for years. But you're a bit no, rubbish. But. No, but, no, God, uh, this, this is the thing with you, Ian, is that you, I think, are like me, and that you have this propensity to expect negative comment uh, when you've actually done nothing wrong at all. You and Cass are a ma- marvellous partnership, and you need to do what you do uh, on whatever platform you do it on for ever and ever. Amen. Because I think you guys well, just have a, a way of doing talk radio that no one else i've ever heard can do well thank you very much indeed i get paid for this can you believe it i get paid to have literally the best job in the world it's amazing you are a lucky lucky man very lucky um i just wanted also wanted just to sort of um while i've got the attention of you and your listeners and the periscopers and everyone else just to to sort of uh, raise the issue of of mental health and depression yeah um you have done such a great job of just kind of raising the issue of depression and and dealing with mental health and carrying on and maintaining a positive mental outlook yeah uh, for me it has been uh, i can't i mean i can't i can't begin to, to to describe i don't have the vocabulary to describe how vital it's been to me to hear you um battling through the way you've you've dealt with your issues and and seeing you on on radio hearing you on radio and, and seeing the way you deal with the issues on on Twitter, just pushing through and and handling the mental issues that that so many of us have to handle. It, it's just been an absolute inspiration to me, and I, I you know I really wanted to say thank you 
to you and to Kath and to everybody else that's been involved in, in, in producing your output. It's been vitally important to me. I'm sure it's been essential to others to, to, to hear how, you know, how someone can, can push through and handle issues that, that arise for so many people and just, just deal with it. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm waffling now, but I just want to say thank you. And I'm uh, being deliberately quiet because I am learning to uh, sit and listen when people say nice things, and I shall reply by saying thank you very much. Uh, and and your ability to listen is one of the things that, that strikes me as, as so special about you, is that you can just not interrupt. And, and actually, when I hear people interrupt you when you're trying to get your point across is one of the things that... Um, makes you so special so anyway i'm gonna go away now go away thank go you on much. you silly sausage thank you matt yeah, uh, i'm buggering off thank you bye-bye ta-ta bye-bye there we go um johnny hello hello johnny hip 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 hip, hip johnny how's it going Ian? it's all right now who sang that free who were free free was the guy that then went on um, um uh, he then became he then replaced freddie mccurry didn't he in queen yeah, I'm sorry, my music knowledge doesn't match yours, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm, I've, I've just mentioned two crap bands, so, go, yeah, I'm going to say it, Queen of Crap. Good stuff. Yeah. How's it going tonight, anyways? Well, what, the show? Just in general? You know, I, 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 it's it, it, it's going all right. It's I, I wouldn't say it was one of the best shows. We had Miranda Soy was great. The first hour was great. It's good. It's your average, it's your average show tonight, for, which is good. which is good for me. Good stuff. I've just got in tonight, so I've I've missed a, a good chunk of the show. But oh. I thought I heard I heard you screaming for callers, so I thought I'd phone in. Chaz from Chaz and Dave has just retweeted um, a retweet that I retweeted. Oh, it's Mickey Dolenz tweeting a picture of him and Ringo Starr and Graham Nash saying "Happy Birthday" to my good friend. Oh, it's Ringo's birthday! Oh, oh, that's what, that's what Twitter's all about, isn't it? Oh, it's Ringo's birthday! Hang on a minute, we had a, a request. Um, uh, we had a request. Someone asked for a request for Ringo's birthday. You don't. You don't mind if I play this. If I play a request for Ringo's birthday, do you? Go for it. Ian. Stay there. I can't remember who this was, but someone said it's Ring. Someone genuinely did. It's Ringo's birthday. Can we play this uh, with great pleasure? This is a serious message to everybody watching my update right now. Peace and love. Peace and love. I want to tell you, please. After the 20th of October, do not send fan mail to any address that you have. Nothing will be signed after the 20th of October. If that has a date on the envelope, it's going to be tossed. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. So no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you. And no objects to be signed. Nothing. Uh, Anyway, peace and love, peace and love. And uh, that was for someone who requested that um, to be played as a tribute Peace to Ringo Starr's birthday piece. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that for ages. I forgot he gets quite arsy about it. I then interviewed him a couple of years after that, and I took a, um, the White Album to be signed. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't the White Album look great with his signature on? And he refused to sign it, so fair play to him. Fair play to him. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ringo! I love Ringo. I think he's brilliant. Happy birthday, Ringo. Happy... Let's, uh, how do you do a Ringo Starr impression? I can do Paul. Um, peace and love, that's all you need to do. Peace and love. Peace You're and doing love. it. 
Peace and love. Pe- peace and love. Peace and love. I'm an Ingo star. It will be tossed. It <laughs> will be tossed. Is. Peace and love. I will toss it. <laughs> I'll, 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 I will toss it. Oh no! Don't want him saying that, do you? Blimey. Yeah. So I, I came in. I came in from the pub to say, and yes. I turned on Question Time, and George Galloway's not wearing his hat. What's that about? WTF? Yeah. Gorgeous George ain't wearing no hat. What the yeah. hell is going on? He's obviously just realised it's not a good thing to wear. Here's the thing, right? There are so many rock stars who, at a certain point in their careers, started wearing hats two of my yeah. favorite rock stars mickey dolenz from the monkeys and mm-hmm. mike love from the beach boys started Edge. wearing hats yeah guys we know your we know what's under there yeah. and it ain't hair we know that we yeah. know you're bald okay enough with the hats let's just let's just see your bald heads and i've bald seen George. pictures of mike love without his hat on and it is weird but just don't wear a hat you're bald it don't matter it don't matter does bald. it johnny I think George is getting comfortable with the fact because he wasn't wearing it on question time. Well, good, good for him. Maybe they have a no hats policy on um, BBC Q2. How is he doing on there? Is he doing well? Well, it's finished now, but uh, from what I have seen, he wasn't wearing a hat, so he's doing all right. Haven't the last time I saw question time was when I saw the highlights when Nick Griffin was on there. Oh, um, yeah, you don't watch it when he's on. Well, no, it was it was it was funny that one. Um, yeah. But I have, I never, I don't think I've ever watched a whole episode of Question Time. Now, I like listening to the other Dimbleby hosting, um, uh, any questions, which is the Radio 4 version of Question Time. I like that. That's my little treat. If I have a lion on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning, I'll listen to that in, in, uh, in bed on the, uh, iPlayer. It's my little treat. But right. I don't, I've never watched Question Time. Yeah, you're not missing much, to be fair. It's just a lot of politicians not knowing what's going on. Part of me thinks, right, genuinely thinks, it's not worth being interested in politics, okay, because it will all happen anyway, right? And me watching Question Time, me knowing what's going on in the world of politics, isn't going to stop it happening or or change it. So I might as well just let them get on with it. Peace and love. Peace and love, Johnny. Please, and uh, can I just say, please don't send me uh, any more items because I will just toss them, okay? I'm going to toss them. Uh, meat free mondays you can do it right now please uh dan stay there we'll come to you after the uh the news no straight to air oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand now is an excellent time to uh give us a call while the break is on it's the last hour of the show um thursday is turning into friday that means the weekend yay Talk Radio. Last um, hour of the show coming up. Um, I don't really have anything to say in the build-up to the news, so I won't. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, 
whoa, guys, what happened to, uh, what happened there? Was that me or you? Was that, oh, what happened there? It doesn't matter, we, we, you get the idea. Um, Simon, yes, Simon. Hi, Ian. Hey, Simon, what you got for us? Oh, I've had, I've had one of those days again today. Well, um, what's happened? Well, you, I, I moved the last of my stuff yesterday. Yes. Um, so I hired a van. Uh, Is this up to Liverpool? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, so you've, you, yeah. you've separated from someone? I don't want to rub it in. Just a little right, reminder yeah, to one. Yeah. And you have moved up to Liverpool for work. And yeah. um, how's it going? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to get a documentary crew to follow me around, I've decided. Oh. It's just, well, this, so I hired a van yesterday. Yeah. Brought all my stuff up. Um, left the van overnight outside. Uh, thought nothing of it. Went and put some rubbish in it this morning when I woke up, and there was someone in it asleep from the back of the van. Really? Yep. Flipping heck! That must so have been could, terrifying. It, well, well, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to shut the door because he was asleep. So I didn't know whether to shut the door or, or call the police or what. Um, I, I would, I would kind of woken him up and said, um, "Mate, can you get out of here, please?" Well, well, well I kind of like coughed and stuff, and he woke up. Um, and he, he kind of gave me a bit of attitude. Oh, because I said, "Because oh, uh, I said, what are you doing?" And he said, "Well, you left it unlocked." Yeah, fair play. Oh, he's got, God, he's, he's got you there, mate. He's got you there. You yeah. left it unlocked. So he went off, and then five minutes later, he rang the doorbell, asking if he could use a shower. What? Like, it's like, like I was just like one of the moments where, like, I was watching the TV or something, and it was on TV. Like, yeah. it was happening. It was unbelievable. Did you let him use the shower? No. Okay, well, I don't know. So the, 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 the Muppets that we get calling me, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, so I thought, right, I, I kind of forgot about it, took the van back, um, had to hand the keys over, they went out and checked the van, and they come back, and they said... Um, no. No, they didn't. You could, you, uh, he'd left me a present. Oh, I was going to say, he didn't, did he? He'd, he'd left me a present. Did he did leave, so, he leave, left you a toilet, did he? So, I, but obviously they would... I had to explain to them what happened, and then they, yeah, they obviously I, charged me. How much does uh, how much does it cost to have a dump in a van these days? They kept the deposit, so it cost me. <laughs> they kept it. Oh, yeah. you mean the financial deposit? I'm sorry, I thought you, <laughs> I thought you meant the um, fecal one. Okay, how much did it cost you? Two hundred and sixty pounds. Do you know what though? If you get caught short, it's almost worth it, isn't it? <laughs> if you got a higher car. Blimey, he did it. In the van. What a dirty man. And he slept with it as well. That's the thing. Well, he must have slept with it, isn't it? What a dirty, dirty man. I mean, that is so dirty. Um, it, was just, it was just embarrassing, because it's like, I thought they might thought it was mine. Well, of course they did. Oh, of course they did buy the... I'm not sure I buy the story about some bloke sleeping in the van. And then knocking on the door for a shower. You've added, you could have added the shower a bit as a little bit of embellishment to make the other bit seem more realistic. I reckon you did it, Simon. You're a coprophile. Now I'm quite excited. Oh, there's a. Do you know what? I've just remember. I've just reminded myself of a very funny gag that's in Goosebumps. Right, it's this kids' film, right? And it's very, it's got Jack Black in, who I think is absolutely brilliant. And it's this, this, it's this story about this, um, guy who writes scary stories for kids and then all the monsters come alive, right? And there's, 
There's, a, there's two really funny characters in it that don't really get developed much, but it's, um, it's this policeman, and there's a policewoman, but it's like her first day, right? And, yeah. um, basically, they go around to Jack Black's house, because they, um, th- someone's reported that he's been, like, arguing with his daughter or something, right? And so Jack Black opens the door, and the young lady p- police officer goes, You're under arrest! And the other guy goes, It's her first day calm down he's not done anything yet right and then there's a really funny gag they hear a scream and they they burst in to look and he's got he's got this big tv with a big sound system right and it's showing a film and there's someone screaming in the film and he pauses it and he goes i spent a lot of money on this tv and surround sound i can't help it if i'm an audiophile (laughs) and she pulls out her gun and goes that's disgusting <laughs> and he goes and the other guy goes no 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 it just means he likes really high quality sound <laughs> i thought it was such a lovely gag i'm an audiophile that's disgusting but that, that would go with all the kids said so wouldn't it oh yeah exactly it was it was kind of the one of not that joke. many um uh, there weren't too many winks to the mums and dads in that film which i quite like i don't like it when this i like a couple of winks um but that uh, that one um i thought was uh was uh was very funny so um Flipping heck. Okay, so uh, are you in the place now? Is, 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 surely this is I the am. end of your adventures. This is it. I've got terrible hiccups. Okay, well, why didn't you let him have a shower? Well, I, I would have done if I know he needed, to, if he hadn't he'd been to the loo, obviously he would have needed a shower. Yeah, it's, um... Because he had no toilet roll either, that's the thing. He didn't, didn't wash his hands. What was he, was he like, like, was he like a homeless man? He was a kind of, I would say he was about 1920. I felt quite sorry for him to begin with. Um, well, I mean, I, I, still, I mean, I still feel sorry for him. No one, no one wants to, um, sleep in the back of vans that they've done poos in. Well, he had a good night's sleep, though. Think of the people who, like, on the street. Yeah, fair play, luxury. actually. Yeah, fair play. He had a bit of luxury there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Simon, thank you for that. All right. So, <laughs> it's, in fairness to the fella, it's Simon's fault for leaving the van unlocked. Um, I wonder what Julia Hartley Brewer is tweeting now because some some of you lot aren't happy. I'd I'd look, but I'm blocked, <laughs> so I can't. She blocked me on Twitter. Oh man, Dan's on the line. Evening, Dan. Good evening. Evening. What you got for us, boss? I'm calling from a trim phone for a change. Oh, I can do an impression of a trim phone. It's a bit different. It's more... It's higher, you see. I can just go higher, then. There's, there's not much... I can do that. Not quite. It's, it's higher. It's... That's lower than what I'm doing. Yeah. Do it. Give I me the note. I'm lying on my side. Give me the note. there no it's gone all ragger now it's all ruined isn't it yeah i've also because uh, you know you said we could t- call in and talk about anything oh god yeah just picked a really really satisfying bogey oh the thing is right about picking your nose it's i think it's the last great taboo because we all do it and oh, yeah. it, and it really is it can be very satisfying in in a way that sex isn't, or, 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 or you know, or, or, or doing well at work, or yeah, it, 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 it's it's a it's a real satisfaction that is unique 
and he's incredible. He can do at work as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you have to be a bit more surreptitious. Cover the face with a hand, finger. Maybe not your first choice of finger, but driving. Yeah. Driving yeah. for me is the real, the real um, when the real work gets done. Such things, entire episodes of Seinfeld have been based on. There we go. You see. You yeah. see. I also thought of because I listened to your Danny Baker interview the other day. Oh yeah, and I came up with a joke. Oh, do, do okay. you? Um, sh- well, do I need to do anything with this joke? Do I need um, to help you, or is it is it a one man gag? Maybe. Have you got a drum roll effect? Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That'll do. What's the difference between Danny Baker and Ian Lee? <laughs> Thirteen hours a week. Yeah, I like that, Dan. That's good. It's, it's, it's good and it's unfair. It's it's um it's a clever gag, and by that I mean it's not funny, but it's very yeah. very very truthful. Exactly. Very very well, truthful. You know what? You two should do a dual show, a double header. Oh, oh! Do you know what? It would be an absolute thrill to. Do. I mean, what a thrill it would be, but. Um, you know. You wouldn't get a word in. No, well, no, he, I thought he was very generous with the, the gaps he gave me. You know what, years uh, and years ago... He was I, a little bit, um... Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> here comes another cup of tea, thank you, I mean, Years and years ago, I sat in when he was on Radio 1. I've just remembered this, I forgot this the other day. Um, because we mentioned that I phoned him up on GLR. I was also on his TV show, on the Danny Baker TV series that he used to have, which, by the way, if anyone has copies of that, can you send them to me? Because it was brilliant. Me and my mate Conan went to see one being filmed. And at That's the end of the show... That's Louis Bath about. Sorry? Louis Bath. He has almost certainly got a contact who will have that. Oh, really? What, but Danny all of the Baker, episodes? After all, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, Louis, then, then uh, let, I'll speak to him. Um, and at the end of one of the shows, he said, right, we're a couple of minutes short, so d- what we want is, can someone come and play the drums? And I put my hand up, it's on YouTube, I put my hand up, I went, yeah, I can! Of course I couldn't, I could play straight eights. Um, and I went down, and I ended the show by playing drums. If you watch it carefully, I whack myself in the eye, you can see it, right? And then afterwards, me and my mate got to go to the green room, and this was brilliant, we were students, right, and there was free beer! And we're talking to him, and I said, oh, Dan, is there any chance I could come and sit in on your radio show? He said, yeah, 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 of course you can. I'm, I'm on air tomorrow at Radio 1, pop down. And I went down, and Radio 1 then was in this really weird... Well, it, what, this wasn't in Broadcasting House. It was something. It was weird... in a bunker or something, It was in it? a bunker. It was. It really was, right? Have to, I have to apologise, because I am a nerd. No, 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 I know you are. This is b- b- partly why I can... I, I know you, you, you can fill in some of the backs. It was in a bunker. I remember going in, and the security guard wouldn't let me in. And I said, well, Danny Baker said I could come in. He said, yeah, all right, whatever. I said, no. And he rang through... And uh, I got waved through, and I sat in there. I can't remember who else was in there. And I sat absolutely petrified in the studio while he was doing his Radio 1 show. And I remember he was talking about X-rated films. And he said, we've got, we got a fella in the studio. Ian, Ian, what was the first ever X-rated film you saw? And I said it was Creepshow. But I don't think Creepshow was X-rated. I have never heard of this film. Shut up, man. Stephen King's Creepshow. It's got Ted Danson, who comes back as a zombie. Zombie Ted Danson. Zombie, Ted Danson gets buried up to his uh, up to his neck in the sand by some mafiosa. Uh, so the tide comes in, he drowns, and then the mafiosa's at home, uh, having it large. There's a knock on the door. It's zombie Ted Danson. It sounds like he's being punished for doing Becker. Yeah. Yeah. My favourite Danny Baker's topic. Now this is my earliest radio memory that I can think of at this moment in time. Okay. Radio one. So quite short-lived, I would only have been about 11. And he was getting people to call into Radio 1 
about what their cat's paws smelled like. Oh, man alive. Getting people to sniff their cat's paws and report on BBC Radio 1. Hang on a second! Haminale, I don't know how you say your name right, but this this is what gets me angry about Twitter. Can I read you a tweet, please, Dan? Please do. Finally tuning in to Ian Lee's talk radio show to hear two grown men doing presumably bird impressions. Jesus. This discussion, I mean, it, it, I'm oh! that this person is too young. Yeah. It, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not an old man by any chance, any means. I'm, how old am I? I'm 35. Prove it. How can I prove I'm 35? Yeah. Um, when I went to school, yeah. words and pictures was on the telly. Right, yeah. And when I finished school... Chuckle Vision was on today. Yeah, okay, fine. You're 35. Um, it was the era there, haven't I? It was Trim Phones, and uh, Tim from America is tuning in. Tim lives in Hollywood, California. Tuned in to um, just in time to hear a dude. I like Tim. Tim's a, Tim's a good bloke. He does a really good podcast. Um, to hear a dude say he just picked a really satisfying bogey. Classic Britain. Nice one. Yeah! That's the beauty of hay fever season as well. My nostrils are drier than usual. Exactly. Da- Dan, I'm going to cut you off now, mate. Good. There we go. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Hannah, G, Richie, stay there. And no doubt she'll be telling you why young people were too thick and ignorant to vote in the referendum. That's what she's tweeting. Thank God that the two mics are in next week filling in for her. That's exciting, isn't it? I like the two mics. I think they are hilarious. They were making me laugh out loud so much the other night. I just think they're so funny. Even when they're talking about sports, I find them funny. And I I hate, as you know, I hate sports. But they're brilliant. Um, Anna! Anna! Hello. Hello, Anna. What's wrong? What's wrong? Has someone poked you? What? Um, high as a kite, really. I'm full of uh, painkillers. Oh, is someone? Is someone? Uh, have you shoved them up your nose? Is, uh, has someone biffed you in the in the face? What's going on? I just felt I felt awful. What? Why? I, um, I, I suffer from fibromyalgia, muscle pain. It's really bad at the minute. What? Br- what brings it on? Um, change of weather, depression. Oh dear. Anything. Um, it's been hot today, and it was so hot today, I considered um, changing from my jeans to a pair of shorts, and then I quickly came back to my senses. Oh, right. Quickly came back to my senses, guys. But you had your legs on show. I did, well, I didn't. I considered it. Oh, you considered it? I considered it, but I didn't do it. Oh. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Anyway. Yes. I went to see um, Independence Day last Saturday. Independence Day Resurrection. Resurgence. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I knew it began with re. Independence Day Resurgence. What was it? Resurgence. 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 This time, this time, the first time it was just a trial. Now it's the real thing. Yeah. Any good? Yeah, it was good. That's where I saw it, in Kettering. Oh, flipping it. The home of uh, Lindsay Lohorn. Lindsay Lohorn. Oh, God. Um, I watched one of um, Nigel's uh, videos. Yeah. I wish I hadn't, because it really is quite upsetting. I mean, what are those pictures? What does his mum say about those pictures he's got on his bedroom wall? I don't know. I can't remember. They're very raunchy. Are they? Yeah, yeah, they are a little bit. I mean, it's just pop stars these days, you know, but it's it, it, it's pictures of pop stars, and I just think, whoa. 
I'm shocked. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, uh, well, so was it good? Because the film has had terrible reviews. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I would like to pay for it. But if it were, um, it, you know, if it were on ITV2, like Independence Day often is, then I would, I would, I would probably watch it. I'd probably watch a little bit of it. The only thing that annoyed me about that day yeah. was I had someone in front of me with their phone on in the cinema and someone kicking the back seat. So kicking the back seat? Yeah. And what were they doing on the phone? Were they texting or talking? They're on bloody Facebook. Oh no, I'd, 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 I would, I would, I would stand for neither of those things. And one of my boys is a kicker. He likes to swing his legs when he gets a yeah. little bit uh, anxious. He'll swing his legs to the point where he, he'll kick someone's chair. Um, and uh, I tell you what, I don't like right is adults turning around and telling him to stop it. I wish they would turn to me and say, "Could you ask him to stop it, please?" I find it a bit weird. There was one guy right when we went to the circus. I forgot about this. So the, he was kicking the chair, right? And it's been the fair enough. The, the time I said, could you, could you, do you mind stopping it? And I didn't really see this going on. And then my boy hadn't noticed this, right? He was kind of just off in his own world. And so then this guy went to my boy. He waved in front of his eyes and went, hello, like that. And I just went, son, stop kicking his chair. I'll sort this out. And I just thought, you, you horrible, don't, you're dealing with kids, and kids aren't normal. You know, they're not normal. No. If adults are normal, kids aren't normal. They, they, they function, they, their rules are different. So well, to kids do are that, in well, don't they? Yeah, exactly. To do that was demeaning. But if someone, but, you know, if I see him kicking someone's chair, we, we put a stop to that straight away. And if someone were kicking my chair, I'd tell him, I'd say, excuse me, do you mind? Is that a, thank you, thank you, mate. They did it again, and go, excuse me, I'm just, do you mind? They did it a third time, I biff him in the nose. Yeah. And it, but because it, it, because it was dark cinema, right, I'd get my fist, I'd have my fist ready. I always have my fist when it ready when I'm in the cinema anyway, because you just don't know if it's gonna, if it's gonna kick off, right? And I'd, I'd mentally picture him in my head, and I, and I'd just stand up and I'd just biff him in the nose, and, um, he'd be too shocked to do anything about it. He'd be out cold for the rest of the film. Out completely sparko for the rest of the film. I'd enjoy the film. And then I'd deal with the consequences afterwards. And there would be consequences for assaulting someone in a cinema and knocking them unconscious. There would be very, very serious, uh, yeah. consequences. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd do and that. Nowadays, do you buy the popcorn or do you fill the, the, the um, pick and mix sweets up? Well, or... normally I feel I feel the pick and mix sweets up to the top. The boys like popcorn. I don't like it. But what I, what I've started doing now is uh, I take a rucksack and we go into the waitrose next door. Yeah. And we 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 yeah, lo- yeah. we load it up in the waitrose. <laughs> what are you going to do? Search my bags. Search this. Um, and then and then when we're in the film, I quietly just get in there, get the Maltesers out, get a sandwich out. Okay, lovely, beautiful. Do that. That's what I do yeah. now. Yeah. Although, although, if, if this is, this is, I think this is a law, right? If cinemas find you with food that is not bought from their premises, they can confiscate the food, and if you refuse to give them the food, they can throw you out. Wowzers. Yeah, that, that, that can actually happen. I don't know if it's law, I mean, it's just like the law of, um, of, uh, the Odeon or whatever it is. Bye. Hannah, thank you very much for that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I've been meaning to tell you all night. And I've completely forgotten to tell you. And, and 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 G and Richie, do you want to get that call? Um, uh, I'll come to you in a second. I had the most, um, I had the most annoying thing tonight. I lost my wallet. We were going to go out and get some food after I'd interviewed the guy from the Young Rascals, and I'd lost my wallet. 
and I was looking, I took everything out of my bag, it wasn't there, I thought, well, maybe it's in the car, and I went to the car, it wasn't there, and I sat there thinking, right, where was the last place, oh, no, and I remember, I got to work really early, I got to work about four o'clock today, and I went to the Costa around the corner, and I had a coffee, and I remember, for some reason, I had my wallet next to me on the seat, next to me on the seat, and I remember thinking, oh, I should put that in my bag, I'll do it in a minute. And I thought, oh, no, I've left my wallet. But God, I was furious. I was furious. Ting- a tingly left arm, which is a which is a good thing. I think it means, doesn't it? I mean, you're, you're imbued with special powers. And um, I was just thinking, oh, God, I bet I'm going to have to cancel all my, my, my bank cards. I've only got two. And I'm going to have to get a new driving license. Oh, I had a note in there from my boy. Oh, there was 50 quid in there. Oh, no. I bet they've got, I bet they've caned my card with thousands, thousands oh nuts i might as well go it'll be shut the costa is shut but i might as well go down there and have a look and i went down there and it was shut and i thought oh no and i saw a cleaner in there i was banging on the window banging on the window and this guy went he was shut i said oh i've lost my wallet and he went oh i don't know anything oh hang on what was the name i told him my name ian lee i don't know and he went oh yeah we got it i'll give it to you and he had it they had the wallet flipping neck and this is this is this is um these these were these were foreign people these were uh, people from uh, i'm imagining from europe these were europeans they had my wallet he gave it to me there were three of them i took out 20 quid right to give him because i thought you know fair play that was there was 50 quid in there i was in there everything was in there i took out 20 quid i thought that's a fair reward 10 is a bit and there's three of them 10 of the and he went he wouldn't accept it he wouldn't accept it and I said, oh, no, mate, I insist, seriously, you've, uh, this is blinding what you've done. He said, no, 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 we, we won't take it. How cool is that? We, we're going to kick those guys out of the country soon. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have voted to kick them. Well, some of you have voted to kick those guys out of the country. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Flipping heck. Anyway, thank you to the uh, staff at Costa around the corner from us, because that was absolutely blinding. Yeah, did someone tweet that to Julie Hartley Brewer? I would, but she's blocked me. The guys that, that, that some people have voted to kick out, um, they handed my wallet back and wouldn't accept a reward for it. Uh, guys? Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. G, you're, uh, Richie, you'll be next, then G, and then Ross. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Creepshow wasn't an x-rated it was like a 15 i think and, so, and I, as i said it i thought i don't think it was x-rated anyway um richie hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. oh blimey uh, ian you're sounding spot on tonight thank you very much and you're sounding um knackered and past it what's uh, going on with you man it's been a long day yeah um ian i've been doing some homework oh yeah go on now like and um just to i've got a couple of things um Am I allowed to run through them before you cut me off? Well, it, 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 well, 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 well I, I don't... I know I never have particularly too much... Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt. Sorry. Are you, are you drunk? Sorry, are you drunk? No, not really, no. Well, no, <laughs> no. I've had a couple. There we go. No, I'm not, you're, you're nicely I'm lit. Drunk. You're right. nicely lit. Okay, well, go yeah, on then, Richard. You, you talk about what you want to talk about. Right, okay. So, um, I was sat, um, I had an afternoon off. Yeah. And um, I was watching a bit of telly. Yeah. And I ran past a program. And the program was about cats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About 
cats that make you laugh. Yeah. And I thought, this is very strange. Where's, where's all this going? And it, it drew me in. And then I saw the, um, you know, when they run all the, the names up about the people that are involved in the programme. Yes, yes, the credits, yes. Yeah. And the the guy that was doing the talk over... Yes. ...was a guy called Mr Ian Lee. We all know that cats are hilarious little creatures. <laughs> and luckily for us, sometimes they do those things in front of a camera. Well, why don't you stay tuned as we watch Cats that make you laugh out loud. Yeah, it's me. That's bang on, you've got it. it it's Max, it's me, it's my voice. Here's, here's the thing, here's the thing, right? There's a, we're doing a series of it now, nine episodes, uh, ten episodes, right? Yeah. And someone someone once had a pop at me saying, oh, are you happy doing um, that, that rubbish programme? I said, well, the last seri- pa- series paid my mortgage for two years. So, yes, I'm very happy. And I genuinely think it's a funny programme, right? It's actually funny. It's very, very funny. Here's the thing, right? So we we, we do um, an episode a week, and there are ten episodes. There are two more to go in this series that I've got to do the voiceover for. And what it is, is I I, I go and sit with a bloke called Ben, who produces it, and I sit in a really hot booth, and I take my shoes off, and I read the script. It takes two hours to do the show, right? Yeah, I know. I know there's a lot of of verbiage in there. I was due to do one uh, tomorrow, right? And Ben texted me today saying... A bit of bad news, we've lost the last two episodes. And I said, what do you mean? He said, the, the company that's got them on their computer has deleted their computer. We haven't got any more. And the next one is going to be penguins yeah. that make you laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a joy. I, it's, it's such, I, honestly, I think it's a very funny program. And the people that make it are a delight. And I, I, I absolutely, it's torturous, do, it's torturous doing a voiceover for a program. You're in this hot booth. You can't have air conditioning. I can imagine. Because the air conditioning will be picked up by the microphone. So you've, it's, it's hot and you're sweaty. And you, you, there's only so many ways you can go, have a look at this cat. This is Felix <laughs> from the good old United <laughs> States of A. His owner, Mary, couldn't believe it when she t- and you, you, you know you have to sometimes you anyway but it's uh it, you know it feeds my children and i think it's a very funny program and yeah, lots, lots of people like it it's great i love that the okay. most successful program on australian tv last year fact it got more viewers than anything else did in australia last year how nuts is that Tell me about it. It's, it I, I don't know how I got drawn, 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 drawn. You say you're only a little bit. You've only had a couple. Yes, I, yes. Am yes. I drawn or drawn? Uh, you, you drew. Can I? Can I just? Is it, I've got one. I think I, I've, I've got a couple more things, but I think there's one more thing I want to just quickly chat about. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Um, the uh, you did a podcast uh, some time ago of the silent presenter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we have please another silent presenter? And can I propose this for you? Yeah, please. Yeah. Will you let it play out just for a moment? What? P- please. Okay, here it comes. Okay, just hold on. I've had a steering wheel on my hand for the last hundred years, I think. What is this? I can drive pretty good. I can't walk, but I can sure drive. My name is Millard Fowler. I'm 102 years old. I was born the first day of May in 1913. 
What the hell is this? I remember when radio first showed up. I thought that was the darndest thing that ever happened. <laughs> we didn't have weather reports. What's he, what is he doing? Where is he going? Uh, have much relation to this part of the world. But where have you? Still don't. Where, where have you gone, Richie? Weather report now. He's probably three hundred miles from where we are. Boy City, Oklahoma, right in the middle of it. I've, I've got. <laughs> That was him only uh, after a couple. <laughs> what? What was that? I mean, it sounded great, but I couldn't really, um, I couldn't really hear it. Um, G. Hello. Hello. Why do people insist on pitching their ideas? Could you could you come off speakerphone so we can hear you? I'm not on speakerphone. Well, what are you? What could you come near your? Could you put your mouth near your telephone then? If I put my mouth any near my any nearer any nearer my telephone, I might actually be tapped on your ear. Well, then, uh, may I respectfully suggest you get a de- decent telephone? I've got a decent telephone. May I, may I respectfully suggest that your researcher actually gives me a proper line? May I respectfully suggest a couple of things? Of course. Firstly, that's my producer you spoke to, not researcher. Oh, I must apologise. They're all the same to me. What is your problem, dude? <laughs> your phone My line... Problem. You shut your mouth. Your phone line is rubbish. You, we've put well, you through on a normal line. Your producer line. has given me this line. I can't understand what you're saying. All I'm picking up is heavy attitude from a bit of a knob. You're yay close to getting off. Getting cut off. I are you? Why is everyone drunk? What is going on? This is the second night in a row we've had a load of drunks calling in, rambling, slurring their words, phoning up on pony phones that have got terrible, terrible lines, and making up nonsense about how radio shows work and how we give some people good lines and some people bad lines. Ian, it's a bad line. Yeah, I know, and you blamed it on my producer. No, you blamed it on your producer. No, you did, you irritating drunk tit. <laughs> I have never touched a drop of alcohol in my God, life. God, this is what you're like, clean and sober. That's terrifying. <laughs> Where does the attitude <laughs> come from? How about I hang up right now... Good idea! Your producer yeah, that, to give me a proper line. That's what we'll do, yeah. You you hang up and we'll call you straight back. Go on. Thanks. No, not a problem. You hang up, mate, and we'll call you straight don't, back. Don't, I'm sure you will. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Here, I'll help. Don't phone him back. What a winker. What was, <laughs> what was that about? Jeez, I mean, late night radio, guys.
It's finally... It's finally taking shape. Russ! Hello? (laughs) Come on, Russ. I'm depending on you now, mate. Lauren will come to you in a minute. Yes, I'm depending on you, Russ. Come on. No, I'm not drunk, mate, unfortunately. Unfortunately. He he, he, he sounded... I couldn't work out who he sounded. He sounded like the teacher off Snoopy. I just don't like... Don't phone up and, and, and have a go at my team. Have a go at me! More than welcome to have a go at me. Of course you are. Yeah. But don't have a go at my... You did sound like the teacher from Snoopy. I've just got the reference. You're absolutely spot on. Hang on a second. Gee, we're going to call you back in a minute, mate. <laughs> yeah, Gee? Yeah, Gee? Yeah? We're, co- we're going to call you back in a... There we go, you said flipping it. Bloody hell, fire. Tell me about it, tell me about it. What an obnoxious, what an obnoxious, um, person. <laughs> anyway. I've, I've, um, I've tagged you in, um, a post on the Talk Radio listeners group of, um, one of Nigel's classic clips oh, that you might God. enjoy. Oh, God, <laughs> I find, I find Nigel <laughs> strangely disturbing. Oh, I can see it, here we go. Nigel from Maidstone as Rambo. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if the world's ready for that yet. <laughs> it's a beauty. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie, dearie. <laughs> oh, I don't know if, you, if you've seen Russ. I've got a YouTube um, channel, and I've started putting up um, clips from the show on on the YouTube channel. They go on the talk radio page as well, but I put them on here. And um, there was a, there was a, 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 a drunk woman last night. Who called in? I missed that. Yeah, um, yeah I sort of seen that. I, it, I, I will watch it. It's incredible. Listen, here's the thing, right? When I was drunk, when I used to be drunk, right? I would happily admit I was drunk. You're dr- you're drunk. Yeah, I am. I love it. If you if you're drunk, just say yeah, I'm drunk, and then then we then we'll get on a lot better. Do you know what I mean? But don't phone again. Just don't phone. I have a go at the team. Have a go at me. I can take it. I'm on. I've got a big microphone here. I can take it. Don't phone up and have a go at the team. That's just that's just um, unpleasant and rude. And she was an unpleasant person, especially to uh, Eden and Calf. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't work here anymore. Really? He got Murdoched off. Part of the EU oh, referendum no. was we can kick them all out now, and we kicked him out. Oh, no, Murdoch came in. You know, Murdoch's taken over. First day, he came in and went, "You." Are you an Aussie or a Kiwi? And Ed went, I'm a Kiwi, sir. Get the flip out of here. And he, boom, he was out straight away. Did the same to Kath. Get, lady, you're not a producer. And he, he, she got taken off for two days, but she's got a good, she got the union and uh, blah, 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 blah. it won't last. Uh, anyway, Russ. Can't, can't fault Kath. She's a, she's a, a fine lady on the phone. She's the phone. Very, very pleasant. All right, calm down. Um, <laughs> I'm only complimenting her. Um, yeah, a, a couple of things. Um, first of all, shorts, mate. Yes. Shorts. Oh. I wear my shorts from spring until last year, it was November. Oh, man, you're one of them. That's oh. just wrong. Yeah, well, look at the old shorts, mate. You kind of beat it. I go out in my shorts and my slippers. I like slippers. Right? Oh, no, I won't go out in public in shorts. That's that's not, that doesn't happen. No. God, I love a pair of shorts, mate. Let, 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 you know. Everything breathes. Um, yeah, you heard your interview earlier with uh, Miranda Sawyer. Miranda Sawyer, yes. I didn't know who she was, to be honest, until I Googled her, and I, re- I re- recognised her. Um, I, used to, I used to love Smash It's, mate. Uh, I never read Smash It's. 
Oh, I used to love it, mate. I used to love it. And you used to get the lyrics to the songs, which was always helpful. But wait, and you would have been about so. 20 when Smash Hits came out. No. I used, no, no, no. I was um, probably about 10 when I first started buying it. And uh, oh, yeah. I used to pin all the pictures on the wall of the nice uh, female pop singers. Oh, dear God. Nothing like Nigel from Maidstone, yeah. mate. I wasn't that lucky. We weren't that lucky in those days. Look it, look it, look it magazine, wouldn't it? Um, and they would have, like, um, cartoon stories of, like, Adam Ant and stuff and Simon Le Bon. Well, I, I, I inherited a huge collection of those off my older sister, and uh, that that was good. Looking was... I'm at, there's actually a, a Facebook, like, tribute page to Looking, um, if anybody's interested. But, uh, yeah, I used to love that. I'm <laughs> sure it must have... Uh, Gone out of fashion, I suppose. Uh, that would have that would have ended. That would have ended by the late eighties, uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we got Metal Mickey and Daily Thompson, people like that. Random characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ, I've got, a, Russ yeah. I've got Russ. I've got I've got to move on. You, got, you have no, one we, more thing. No, no, that was it. Thanks for thanks for uh, your time, Russ. Always always a pleasure, mate. Thank you. I'm just moving on because I'm I'm late for an ad and I've got to squeeze in two more calls after this. It's this last hour, now we've um, got rid of straight to air, we're getting loads more calls, which is brilliant. And we're getting loads more drunk people, <laughs> which I think is also brilliant. I'm, I'm a big fan of them. Um, Lauren's on the line. Good evening, Lauren. Hi, Ian Lee. Hello, Lauren. Are you in Singapore? Yes, I am. What are you doing over there? I live here, I work here. It's very early in the morning for me, so I'm definitely not drunk because I'm on my way to work. Well, th- that's, a, that's a disappointment because I thought we could have done the whole rest of the show no, with, no, with boozers. So. Never mind, never mind. What you got for us? Um, I just wanted to tell you something that happened to me the other day because it's um, very poignant, especially you just having a rant at that last caller. Yeah. I spoke to you about 12 years ago oh. and you put out a question on LBC days. Okay, <clears> blimey, yes. Yeah. So um, that was very early LBC days. Tapes. About what? Yeah, about mix, about mixtapes, making mixtapes for like a significant other, and the opinions of oh, that. Mixtapes, anyway, yes, that's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, then LBC days ended, and I uh, I went travelling, and I downloaded every single podcast of your absolute show. Wow, bloody! Because yes. I couldn't get it in normal hours. Stalker alert, right? guys! Me and Lee fan. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I was running the other day, and I'm a little bit slow on the uptake when it comes to talk radio because I don't live in the country and I don't get the updates and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I genuinely had a moment where I was listening to a podcast of your show, and you know when you haven't seen someone, in, or like in the films when people haven't seen each other for a long time, yeah. they see them and then they do that kind of like face-touching thing and then like look deep oh, into yeah. their eyes to make sure it's definitely them. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did my version of that listening to your podcast because I, I wouldn't, I refused used to believe that it was a new podcast from Ian Lee until you said something like up to date and current and it oh. happened to be about the EU <laughs> and then I believed it and now, and now I'm happy that you're back. Oh I'd, va- I'd vanished off your radar for what about four or five years? Yeah I was devastated. Wowzers I'm sorry I'm sorry about that these things this is the weird thing when you get the boot from a radio station or they don't renew your contract or they sack you or stuff it's like you never existed and no one is ever allowed to mention you on air or off air again sometimes that rule gets bended a bit but 
I always think that if someone leaves a radio station for whatever reason, unless they've been like nonsing or something, but you know, if but it, you know, if, if they if they didn't get their contract renewed or something, I always think as a courtesy, the person who takes that s- slot should say, "Look, I'm replacing such and such. They did it for a few years. I'm doing it now. I hope we can get on." Just to acknowledge to the listener that that person that's been in their house every morning or every evening or whatever for the last two three four years um has has gone because otherwise for the next six months the people on the switchboard will get phone calls going what happened to such and such is he coming back and i just think it's good manners haters gonna hate ian haters haters gonna hate what singapore have i been to singapore have i been to singapore is singapore where you stop over on the way to australia yeah, you probably have been here and haven't remembered it because it's dull as dishwater. I I went there, I went to um, Australia once for a job and I stopped off in Singapore and I had eight hours in Singapore and my brother-in-law had some friends there and they met me and took me out for some food. And you get those, um, it was like this, I, they, I got this weird ice drink in a market or something yeah. do you know the market do you know the ice drink market i got a drink from there the hawker centers yeah got it from yeah there. yeah yeah um what, and um, i'm also really pleased to, to hear that product's back and i was just going to ask what about barry is there any chance we can we can get barry back uh barry barry's been on from time he's been on a few times hey yeah oh, barry's got barry's he's, you know barry does a podcast with a bloke called angelos I do. Uh, right, right, yeah, exactly. So Barry's got now he's got Angelos. He's been on the telly more recently than me. Oh, Angelos, this, Angelos, that. Oh, I love Angelos. Oh, I want to touch Angelos's bottom. All of this stuff. So Barry calls him from time to time, and Angelos calls him from time to time as well. But we try not to encourage it. Well, um, I'm not a stalker, but I definitely feel whole again. So thank you very much, Lauren. It's great to have you listening, man. And and uh, you, any time you want to get in touch with us from Singapore, we would. Here we go. This is what we're going to do. I bestow upon thee, Lauren. You are the official Ian Lee. She's gone. She's gone. She's never going to find out what she was going to be. Don't now. Don't call her back. It's for the best. I was about to make a. I was about to perhaps give give her more than than, than she deserved. Actually, uh, Luke. Good evening, Luke. Hip 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 hip. How are you going on? Uh, I'm going on very very well. Seen any pumas recently? No, but I'm just. Uh, I pre- oh, I don't see that link. It's escaped from that zoo. Yeah, I heard that story, and I thought, is it is is it anywhere near you? No. You'll probably see it then, won't you? God. You will. Yeah, but like I say, mate, because uh, it's very strange. Like, last night was very strange. Yes. Because uh, I kept getting a car coming down and then shooting off and then coming down. And, like, it was weird. It's one of them like, weird nights again. Yeah. So, uh, a couple of things, mate. I feel sorry for you and your team getting that abuse. I don't mind if they abuse me, right? I love it. I don't. I don't love it on on air, right? I can take it and I can deal with it. And actually, I think it makes really good radio. Yeah, I just think but... it's bad manners to have a go at someone who you don't even know what job they do, and you're accusing them of something that's bl- that's blatantly untrue, deliberately putting you through on a bad line. I yeah, just think it's bad uh, manners. When I phoned up and I spoke to a lovely lady, she sounded a bit petrified. That would have been um, Catherine, and yeah, she is petrified of you. She she's worried that you're a sex pest. No, I'm not like that. You, you say that. You, 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 all of your pictures 
of people's faces have um for uh, instead of eyes they have kate garraway's boobs <laughs> yeah that's in the past that's all done now is it yeah the reason why i'm phoning up as well mate uh a couple of films i don't know how you like your films <laughs> i don't know if you've ever seen these two films before uh it's a couple of years old one called control now that rings a bell oh is that that's the um the joy division film yeah, yeah. It started Joy Division, they ended up as New Order. It's a good, it's a good film. I don't even like Joy Division or New Order. What band did New Order become? They were like, uh, like uh, Joy Division yeah. and then New Order. Okay, complete like, this, complete this sentence. Joy Division became New Order became. Oh no, you got me. Uh, Electronic. Yeah, that's it. Electronic, wasn't it? No, was Electronic. Because yeah, yeah. uh, Peter Hook, he was in a few bands called Call Renegade. Who, who was Peter Hook married to? Uh, the lady passed away a few Carolina days ago. Carolina Hearn, yeah, he was married to... Yeah. It's Hooky and the Boys. Let's go over to Hooky and the Boys. Yeah, 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 yeah Mrs. Merton. And the other film, uh, it's called I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. It's a comedy. Well, it sounds hilarious. It is. It's special. You need to watch it. Who's in it? Uh, I've never heard of them before, but it's like an American one. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, go out on a, like a stag do. Yeah. And it go all goes all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but you need to watch it, especially when the bloke goes to the toilet. It is hilarious. When the bloke goes to the toilets. All right. Yeah. yeah. Luke? But, Go on. It's, um, in the end, they're getting married, but you need to watch it. You will laugh your head off. Luke, I, 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 um, um, I probably will never watch that, but thank you very much indeed. It sounds absolutely awful. Let's give him one last chance, shall we? G. You just called me a sex pack. Can't, again, mate, it's your phone. No, it's not my phone. Well, it is your phone. I, I, it sounds to me like you're on Bluetooth or speaker. I'm not on Bluetooth. I'm not on speaker. You're on your high horse. You just simply call me a sex pest. No, I didn't call you a sex pest. You did. You said that the people that call in that are drunk are sex pests. Okay. I didn't. I was referring to Luke as a sex pest. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Mate, mate, it sounds like you're, it sounds like you phoned in from a shoe. I can't hear anything you're saying, and I don't like your attitude. I'll let you call in tomorrow, okay? Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, really? Well, that was a show. Um, thank you, Emma. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, that seemed to fly by tonight, to be honest. That flew by. Uh, two mics are up next. We're back tomorrow at 10, or tonight at 10. Ta-ta. Talk radio. Intelligent, organic entertainment. Talk radio. We'll get you talking. 